My heart is aching And I'm a fool I'm a fool To let it go on breaking Maybe I'll awake and find that I'm mistaken But I wonder We can't transmit because something else is already transmitted somewhere close. The signal's strong. Train, how would What kind of transmission is it? could be a sat phone, maybe a radio signal. Can we listen to it? Let me get the frequency first. Hold on. Welcome to the weekly Lost Edition of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. Now, here are your hosts, Stephanie and Cliff. Hello, everybody. This is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And we are coming to you with episode number 50. Four wow. of the Weekly Lost Podcast. That's more episodes than our weeks in a year. It is. And how does that work out? Of We should be... It doesn't because we've been doing two. No, that's what I'm saying. Is okay. this like the, the more than weekly Lost more Podcast? More than weekly. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'm hearing some buzzing noise and it's coming from your monitor. And it's because oh. of your microphone being so close to it. So is there a possibility of moving? Yeah, there you go. Oh, hold on. Better? You know what? When, when we're doing stuff like this, just one moment, please. Okay, hold on. Let me fix this. Uh, yeah, you shouldn't dance like that. Yeah. Rock on. Sorry, people. I just walked in the door. Literally. Okay, hold on. Here we go. Alrighty. You want to talk for a second? That's pretty nifty. Yeah, now I can hear you. Oh, I meant the music. <laughs> oh, you like the little funky track. You, my little music loop. <laughs> I don't have that one. You don't. <laughs> That's reserved for me. Oh, all right. But what's cool is that, check this out. Check, check out your whip. Oh. We can yeah. have whip fights. <laughs> check that out. Nice. Guys, we're here to have fun tonight. In fact, hold on one second. That's annoying. Oh, man, it didn't annoying. fizz very much. <laughs> My Diet Coke might be flat. How horrible. Bummer. Oh, did we mention that we're going to be talking about Lost in this podcast? <laughs> are we? I think we are. We're really? doing the Your Lost Weekend. I'm not going to be doing much talking. I'm going to be eating <laughs> Yes, we are eating, we are eating Chipotle Absolutely. during podcasting. It's, uh, what? I brought it home. 10 minutes after 9 p.m., mm-hmm. Stephanie finally got home with my dinner. I've been running errands since I picked the kids up from school, and I've been running errands since, well, even before that, because McKenna and I were out since yep. like 1 o'clock, 1.30. Would you, <coughs> would you believe that we have, we have received, uh, let's see here, we've got 29 voicemails for your lost weekend. That makes for some good dinner chewing yeah, exactly so we are going to sit back let you guys do a lot of talking well we might chew in your ear uh we no, might we won't. that's disgusting we might let this podcast go on for a complete two hours no we won't that's disgusting and so uh <laughs> if if that's gonna annoy you and frustrate you please turn this off right now just <laughs> go straight to episode number 55 do not pass go do not collect oh wait well if you episode- want to send a paypal donation you can do that but uh, anyway, episode fifty-five yeah. is going to be following the last. Oh man, don't episode. bring that up! Come on, I was in a great mood. I can't get past it. I I cannot get past it. I'm right. just well. Let, let's get into this. Uh, let's see okay. here. Oh, by the way, want to say a very special happy birthday 
to Ryan Oswa of the Old Transmission Lost Podcast. Absolutely, his birthday is on Monday. Now, I have a strong connection with Ryan Oswa because um, he was the one who introduced me to Lost Podcasting. It was, right. I came across his Lost Podcast with him and Jen, and I'm like, oh, dude, this is totally awesome, and, and fell in love with that show, and uh, he helped us. He was instrumental in getting us uh, started out with an audience, and... I I tell you, I'm just so thankful for him. And so what we're going to ask our listeners to do is if you used to be a fan of the Transmission podcast and you want to wish Ryan Oswa a very special happy birthday, why don't you do this? Open up your email client right now. In fact, go ahead and pause right this very second. Okay, now that your uh, email client is open, type in this email address, lost at hawaiiup.com and that's h-a-w-a-i-i-u-p.com and in the subject line say happy birthday from gspn and then whatever you want to write in your message field except for negative criticism (laughs) that stuff gets boring (laughs) anyway go ahead and send ryan a happy birthday wish from us here at gspn ryan if you're happening if you happen to still listen to our show now that we're recording twice a week and with about 25 hours worth of length in our shows now. Uh, I doubt that he still listens to us. But anyway, Ryan, if you are, happy birthday, brother. Uh, glad to have you around for another year. Something like that. <laughs> You're crazy. It's His birthday's on Monday, so anyway. Uh, shout out to Lisa Masters in Owensboro, Kentucky. who li- Another Kentuckian who listens to our podcast. That, what are there, five now? I don't know. Does that I, count the two of us? The, uh, no, because we don't listen. <clears throat> I don't. I know you I, don't. I can't. I tried for a while, but I cannot stand to hear my voice. Well, the truth is, is you'd still be listening if I could get you in the van and trap you there for an yeah. hour and 40 minutes. But Every time we're in Gas the van. is too expensive to take you out to just to make you listen to our podcast. So, um, Oh, there's finally an upside to high gas prices. So uh, Lisa Masters is from Owensboro. She went to Western Kentucky University with Jessica. Yes. Friend of hers sister. from college. And so uh, Jessica said she, I think she lives in Philpot, Kentucky. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Full of pot? <laughs> I know that they grow stuff down there, but I didn't know that they had a t- town named after it. But no, she's from Owensboro. And I think that if I was from Philpot, Kentucky, I'd tell people I was from Owensboro, too. I would, I would, I would, but anyway, uh, oh man, now we've alienated all of our Philpot listeners. Yeah, <laughs> as if they have internet. <laughs> oh my goodness! Boy, oh thank you. So you want to introduce the fact that <laughs> that you now have some sound effects? I have some sound effects. People have it's begged, fun. and uh, she she is she is cued and ready to go. I am. So. Uh, yeah, that's a good idea. Get to the point. Uh, we want to thank Virginia Justice and Troy Price of Soulmate.com for the sponsorship of our podcast. And uh, if you are looking for somebody special in your life and uh, you have not considered online dating services, I encourage you to just go to Google.com and type in online dating statistics. And just read that 40 million people around the world are signed up and that um, a lot of success stories are out there. In fact, uh, I just came across another friend of Jessica's named Lisa. We saw her in, on Halloween mm-hmm. and she had met her husband on an online dating ser- service. Did you know that? No, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, I didn't know about it until afterwards, but uh, we were talking about Soulmate and stuff and she had told me that. So 
we are, we are knowing an increasing number of people who met their spouse online through a dating service. So if, that, if you're looking for somebody, uh, Virginia Justice and Troy Price uh, are sponsoring this podcast episode and, a, and a have sponsored a couple others and will sponsor, I think, one or two more. Anyway, um, if you're interested, go, don't go to soulmate.com. Instead, go to our website at... Stephanie? Where's oh. our website? Oh, our website. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Were you sleeping or what? Uh, just zoning. Not not sleeping. Okay. Yet. Uh, www.generallyspeakingpodcast.com. Yeah, so go to our website. Why do you have to mouth it to me like I don't know what it is? Because you're like <laughs> taking forever over there. <laughs> anyway. Come on. Get with the program. <laughs> so uh, anyway, generallyspeakingpodcast.com. Click on the banner ad. And it'll t- and then it'll take you there, and and that way she, Troy and Virginia right. get their credit, right? Absolutely. Oh, and by the way, uh, maybe you're already married, or or maybe you need some money. And if you would like to, if you're interested in finding out how you can make money, I mean, make money just by simply referring people to Soulmate.com, then you need to call Troy Price at six zero six four three three nine eight five five and say, tell me how to make the money, because Show he me can the money. he can he can do that. And so, uh, anyway, let's go to Lost in the News. Lost in the News. Uh, this just in. <laughs> the toilet still works. And that this has been Cliff Ravenscraft with your news update. Now, on with the rest of the show. Yes. Colonel Locke. This line secure. Line secure, go ahead. Hey, Cliff, Stephanie, Toy. This is Michelle from Texas. This is Kim from Indiana. Josh from California. Jennifer from Florida. Sam in Tucson. Kimberly from California. Paul in Memphis, Tennessee. Listener feedback. Target area is acquired. We are a go. Roger that. Alrighty, Kyle Hughes wrote in uh, and told us Right after the po- actually before this last episode aired of Lost, which what are we talking about tonight? What was it? Um, what episode? The cost of the living. The cost of living. Yeah, the cost of living. He <coughs> he wrote to me this after or during the afternoon, and he wrote and said, you know, the song that they're going to play during the funeral. Yes, this one mm-hmm. is Brenda and Lee, and it's called. I wonder. I wonder. So let it go on it's a good song. And I uh, like it. Maybe he, he may or may not have supplied me with a short audio clip to use in our podcast. Uh, not not anything conclusive there, so I'm not going to share anything okay. further. So, uh, Kyle, thank you for sharing that and uh, neat little song tucked away in the episode. I, I always like those. It, it, she sounds like Patsy Cline, which has been played several times. So she does kind of yeah have that sound. Maybe that's why I liked it. Now there's this person. No, I do. I like that song. A, a person on Go MySpace ahead. that goes by... You got that. You got that. And they posted on our a comment that said, Mr. Echo was the last of the tellies. But that's not necessarily true. We still have Bernard, who we haven't seen in a while. And um, who's that flight attendant lady? That would be Cindy. Cindy. And the kids were dragged off into the jungle. The we kids don't are still really there, know so what happened to them yet. There are quite a few tail section survivors on this island. So, uh, don't get too excited. We still have some tail section people. And then RV. Somewhere. RV, a recreational vehicle person <laughs> on MySpace, uh, asked, where is Mrs. Clue? 
And my guess is that she's taking care of the kids. It's, I mean, she did okay. play a significant role in with the with Walt. Well, in the season finale, she kind of right. seemed like she was in charge or something. But I think her, I think she's like the teacher on the island, or she's in charge of the children. Okay. Okay, and so yeah. I think the reason why we haven't seen her, there's a very good reason for it, and that is that she is where all the other kids are. Okay. Okay, and so in the polar bear's belly. <laughs> anyway, <coughs> J.C. Hutchins wrote in, and can you read that because I'm coughing again, and I'm going to take a bite of my burrito. Okay, it says, hey, Stephanie and Cliff, hope this email finds you well. My name is J.C. Hutchins. Hutchins. Yep. I'm currently releasing a sci-fi podcast novel called Seventh Son. I'm making the rounds and spreading some spiffy news about my show. Um, Nathan Fillion? Sounds good. Fillion. Well, yeah, it would rhyme with million. Um, Nathan Fillion, <laughs> an upcoming guest star on Lost and star of the sci-fi show Firefly, will be making an appearance on Seventh Son in a few weeks. Um, if you're a sci-fi fan, you probably know the name and the coolness this will be for the sci-fi geeks, parentheses, and Lost fans everywhere. Absolutely. In fact, I'm not a Firefly fan or Serenity fan, but I will be one day. Okay. Because I've heard a lot about this ep- this um, series, Firefly, yeah. when they made a movie called Serenity. Okay. And there's this gigantic fan community out there that wants to bring Firefly back. And so, uh, anyway, <clears throat> excuse me. So this uh, this Fillion guy is going to be in the next episode of Lost. Okay. This coming week. Okay. And uh, he's saying that he is so a part of this audio okay. podcast that he's done. So okay. anyway, all I'm going to do real quick here for, for Mr. Hutchins is I'm going to go ahead and play a little promo. It's about a two-minute promo for his podcast. And I figured I'll just do this for him because people who listen to us probably like sci-fi, some of them anyway, and they might be interested in his patio book. In March 2006, the Seventh Son Thriller trilogy began. Seven human clones were ripped away from their normal lives to stop a conspiracy created by the ruthless progenitor, a man codenamed John Alpha. Now, a new adventure awaits John, Father Thomas, Kilroy 2.0, and the other beta clones. The world is hours away from a nuclear attack. The vice president is an agent of evil. And John Alpha lives on and possesses technology that can make anyone, anywhere, a puppet of his wrath. To prevent the next phase of Alpha's scheme, John and the others must face the horrors of betrayal, race cross-country to track their nemesis, and discover that the bloodshed they've witnessed is merely a prelude to the world-rending destruction to come. Seventh Son, Book Two, Deceit, is the new novel in the hit patio book series by J.C. Hutchins. Join more than 11,000 listeners who currently tune in each week to hear new chapters and cliffhangers, as well as special appearances by best-selling authors Robert J. Sawyer, Mike Resnick, Tracy Hickman, Jeff Loeb, Mark Wade, and chart-topping podcasters Keith and the Girl, Scott Sigler, Murr Lafferty, The Crew from The Signal, and exclusive readings by film director and editor Patrick Lussier and Nathan Fillion, star of Firefly and Serenity. Become a part of the Seventh Son experience. Find Seventh Son Book 2 Deceit 
and Book One, Descent, at jchutchins.net and at patiobooks.com. Okay, thank you very much, Mr. Hutchins, for sending that in. And uh, I checked it out, and okay. it sounds pretty interesting. And so I haven't really got into these things called patio books, which is basically an audio book, right? Only for a podcast where fans of certain things will read it, or sometimes the author will read it. He reads his own book online and does okay. a very good job. So somebody might be interested in checking that out, and so I encourage you to do so if you are. Next up, we have Michelle Sheriff sent us an email. Okay, she sent um, she sent in a screen. Is this her email or mm-hmm. this is huh? Oh. This is your cliff notes of her email. There you go. Okay. Uh, she sent in a screen cap of the Patchman and a screen cap of Clancy Brown, who plays Kelvin in Lost. She thinks they look alike. I've posted these photos in our GSPN Lost... Well, Cliff has posted these photos in our GSPN Lost forum for our listeners to decide in the listener poll section. Absolutely. In fact, uh, there's a there's a poll that says, do you think they look alike? And, okay. Um, Go check it out. Go to generallyspeakingpodcast.com, click on the GSPN Lost, Lost Forum, and uh, sign up and, and check it out and vote. Right. Anyway, go ahead and uh, read our next one. Okay, Barbara Bird. I love Good her. Good old She's Barbara. Hilarious. We love her. Um, I had so much fun <laughs> that night that we did our Skype cast. It was the last one when it took like... She was like there forever, she wasn't was she? She was hilarious. She was braiding her daughter's hair and... We were up until midnight. It was just, it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I'm at work listening to the podcast, but had to stop for a minute. I don't remember Locke coming face to face with the smoke monster the way Echo did. Excuse me. Also, when Locke asked Echo, what did he see? I immediately thought of the death question. How they say when you die, you see a bright light. I think maybe Locke was on the verge of death and saw what he said was a bright light, whereas when Echo was on the verge of death, he saw his past. Watching that smoke monster smash Echo repeatedly into those trees was so painful for me. Such a great character gone. Okay, back to the podcast. I will probably email again. Cliff, keep up the Nike and Apollo bar man. Sorry, Steph. Lots of laughs. Later, Barb. Alrighty. Thank you very much, Barb. And uh, we're going to get into some phone calls, and somebody else, I think, had brought up <clears throat> as I was previewing these about what did Locke see and so we'll cover that in a little bit and now uh, let's go ahead and go to some phone calls and uh, get some food in our bellies. Hey Cliff and Stephanie this is Sam from Brooklyn New York and um, I just finished watching The Cost of Living and oh my gosh the best episode like ever and you know it's funny that I'm saying this and Echo is my favorite character and we all just saw what happened to him but oh my gosh the best episode like if nobody liked this episode if somebody has something to say about this episode like how it's bad or you started complaining or whatever then you know what just start watching Lost you, I mean it's it's over for you you can't watch anything anymore if you do not like that episode Yummy turned into the monster. Like, he was the monster. They were right. We did see the monster. And it was Yummy all along. And, oh, my gosh. Like, the monster just beat up Super Echo. I mean, I think he would have had a better chance if he had the Jesus stick with him. But uh, he left the Jesus stick behind. And he, he just got, you know, he watched, the monster walked the floor with him. Well, um, they said that the best episode is next week. And I just watched this amazing incredible 
Echo episode. I mean, oh my gosh. And yo, I know you guys don't like Paulo and Nikki, but Nikki is actually fun if you help them, you know, find these links to the other station. And I mean, I have to admit that that thing with Paulo, that was pretty funny. Like I laughed, and yeah, because he made me laugh now. So um, I hope that you know they get even more better lines. They seem bearable right about now. You know, I'm starting to like them, and I hope you guys do too. No Sawyer, I'm pretty sure you're happy, Cliff. And yeah, this is getting pretty long. So yeah, yeah, this is Sam from New York, and I'm I love your show. Keep it up, and this episode was awesome, awesome, awesome. All right, later. Have a nice day. God bless. Thank you, Sam. On my toilet flushing, I need to you adjust. Kind, yeah, you kind I of. I need to adjust the volume level you kind on of that. Flushed him out a little. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sam. He says this is getting kind of long. What you don't realize is. That was two minutes. The original message was almost four. Okay. So, Sam, I had to edit it down because I have 29 messages today to fit into the show. But a couple things here. Uh, yes, I agree. If people don't like this episode, you're getting to the point. I'm hearing a lot of negativity from listeners. People are getting fed up with the way the show's going. I don't even know what jump the shark means. I didn't read the article. I could care less. I mean, the the fact is, <coughs> what I've come to realize now, my personal opinion, is that there is absolutely no way that the ending of the show is going to please everybody. In fact, I've... No, I, the I, ending of... There's not a, an ending anywhere that will please everybody. At this point, I don't think that it's going to... I don't believe... Well, the thing is, I don't even think there's an episode or an ending that they can do that will please even a good half of the audience. I think that... The ending is just going to be the ending, and it's going to be cheesy because we've they've got so many unanswered, untied storylines out there and plot lines. And what we have to do is we have to just enjoy the ride as we're going along now, you know. And I think that but the, the sh- ending may just come and blow you away. I mean, it could. you know, it, it could. They still have at least one or two seasons to answer questions and tie things up, and there's not a show out there that I have ever watched that ends its series by answering all your questions. Yeah, well, here, here's the deal. I believe, have- I, I believe before, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I believe before that they had five episodes in them. I'm almost certain now with the fan reaction. Seasons, you mean? What did you I say? Episodes. Episodes, I'm, I apologize. That's okay, I was just yeah. clarifying. Yes, um, I believe now with the fan reaction from season three and the, and the end of season two, I have to believe that that unless ABC gets greedy, season four will probably be it. You think? I, I mean, people. We you listen to the people calling in, and I listen to the other Lost podcast from time to time, and there are a lot of people that just like jump the shark. They're jumping the shark, and all these bloggers are out there. They jump the shark. Whatever. Whatever. I'm enjoying it. But anyway, Sam, I agree with you. Uh, it was an excellent episode. Uh, starting to like Nikki and Apollo Bar. No. Not me. So, moving right along to Emily in Ohio. Hi, this is Emily from Ohio. And I have to say, I liked that episode, but until the end, because that was completely out of character. Echo apologized to Ben. Echo cried and ran on the side. Okay? Don't tell me he wasn't sorry. And the way he went, he didn't even have emotion to it. And <laughs> I'm sorry, but that was completely out of character and totally true. Okay, so I'm done. 
<laughs> okay, so I'm almost positive Emily said she liked the episode, but was kind of upset with the fact of the ending that they killed Echo. Beyond that, I have no clue what she said. <laughs> Sounded like she was crying herself. Uh, well, that's, I'm like, oh my gosh. That, that, uh, that what's his name, Echo, was, was killed off. It, it, it sounded like she was upset. Emily, take a deep breath. Breathe, try this. <gasps> okay? That's It'll obnoxious. be okay. I am obnoxious. You are. Moving right along. Okay. Okay, so what do we have next? Eric oh, Fisher. we have Eric Fisher. He's got like a... Oh, it's only 43 seconds. Oh, Man. I can't even take a bite. I, I, I think I can get a quick bite Hey, in. guys. This is Eric Fisher. Just wanted to say, there you go. It was Echo, just like I said all week on the forums. What I want to say is, is that I think we can safely assume that all of the hallucinations we've seen on the island, say, Jack's dad... The horse, the stuff from Charlie, all of it has been because of the smoke monster. Cliff, I'm also curious to hear your opinion on Echo's anti-confession and the spiritual ramifications thereof. That's all I got for now. Talk to you later. Okay, so can we consider all hallucinations such as, uh, you know, the the horse... (laughs) And the polar and and the boy and well, and we everything. know the polar bear wasn't a hallucination; it died. Oh, the polar bear! Yeah, so we got the polar bear on the island, and and uh, we got toilets that flush. Anyway, um, so all these th- different things on the island. Yes, I'm a little boy playing with my toys, and I give Stephanie some, and she's like not even playing with her toys. Well, I don't know which one you give me ones that don't really like like fit. Okay, I can blow you up. That hurt. That's fun. That's what my belly feels like after that last burrito. What? What? (laughs) So, what do you think about Echo's non-confession? What do I think about Echo's non-confession? Well, I shared a little bit about that in episode fifty-three. Right. However, it's something that's going around in my mind. This whole idea, you know, perhaps is this an answer of what judgment could be like for one who is unrepentant? Kind of, is this a symbolism of... God's going to bang you against a tree. <laughs> he's going to take you and, and smash you up against the tree. No, oh, I guess that would wow. be some... I guess I never... I mean, because he is, he's literally well, unrepentant. He, Listen, he I unrepentant. And, and, and there is a problem of people that don't believe in sin. And there is a problem with people who believe that I don't... As long as I, I live... I think... A lo- hold on. As long as I am a good person and I am self-justifying myself for what I believe... Then I think I should get into heaven, which is, you know, not necessarily what Scripture teaches, which he happened to to confess into being a part of, being a priest, Catholic priest and all. So, is this island judging him for his unrepentant heart? Could be. However, I, I still go back to what I said in episode 53 of our podcast and say that there is not a single person that can tell me whether or not in his heart was he truly a repentant right. person. Absolutely, because I think... Because that... he doesn't have to repent to his brother or the island. Okay, sorry. Stop. <coughs> now, darn it, I don't remember what I think. 
I'll wait. Oh, you said something about. Would you like some funky 70s music? No. I, no. No. Turn it off. You gotta wait for it to fade out. You don't wanna just. You gotta just... like stop it or something. <laughs> Go. Okay. You said something about. Um, people who didn't believe in sin or what, what did you say? See, you interrupt me and then I lose my thought and that's what drives people crazy. Then I don't know if I'm coming or going. Oh, so- oh, that's so disgusting. You were chomping right in my ear and you're across the room. <laughs> that chip was a little stale. I'm sorry. Um, Not nearly crunchy enough. I think that Echo believed in sin. Yes. But I think that he justified his sin. <clears throat> How? By saying that that was the only way that he could survive. Well. Now, whether I disagree with that or not, that's what <coughs> Echo believed. Here's what I believe. It's what's in the heart. Okay? Once, right. once you become a believe, a, Once you become well, a believer, it's what's in the heart. Christ's death on the cross died for our sins once for all. Absolutely. Okay? Now, we have not seen a part in his life where he became repentant. But I believe from prior episodes that he had lived <coughs> in such a way. Well, in London, he had lived in such a way. Well, we're given a hint that he did, but we don't know for sure. So, you know, I okay. mean, I mean, he, anyway, the, the deal is, is that we don't know for sure what was in his heart. And so it goes back to what Mr. Echo told that little boy. Only God knows. Only God knows. Only God knows. And Absolutely. I will stick with that because we cannot take and judge for ourselves whether or not he had a repentant heart. He is not required to repent to the island or to his brother or to a island hallucination or a Serbi the Smoke Monster um, murderous smoke mist demon thingy right? <laughs> that's in the form of his brother and confess his sins to that entity his his relationship is to god is between him and god and so therefore i think that we don't know right we don't and know we don't need to know Moving right along. <coughs> okay so what do we have next idaho brian idaho ryan ryan sorry ryan not brian brian ryan anyway what's up is idaho ryan how's it going just got done watching uh lost um I actually had to watch it on ABC.com this, this week because I, uh, I was at a football game last night, BSU and um, Fresno State, and we kicked some butt. I'm obviously from Boise. So anyway, um, awesome episode. Um, one thing I wanted to point out, and I haven't listened to your podcast yet, and somebody may have already said this, but the thing about Lost that I really like is everything up until last night um, with the smoke monster, everything like could happen Um in real, in you know, quote unquote, real life, um, and of course the the time travel thing is a little. Even though Back to the Future is my favorite movie ever, um, time travel thing is kind of um, kind of strange to me. Um, I like the fact that you know most of this stuff that's going on, you know, it could really happen in real life. And I don't know, it's kind of disturbing to me that they might go into this weird thing with the smoke monster grabbing Echo and throwing him around. And I thought that was kind of odd. Um, it may may be more symb- symbolic than anything, I guess, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. Um, I am bummed that Echo's gone. Um, you know that when somebody's dead and lost, they're actually really dead, so they can't come back. So I'm kind of bummed he was one of my favorite characters. Um, 
Speaking of characters, Locke is the man. He is my favorite character. He is the best character on Lost by far. Um, the second point, um, Juliet's little subliminal message to Jack was so cool. Um, the problem is, though, I wonder if it's another trick or if it's really for Jack or is it to confuse him with Ben. I don't know. But it's really cool little niche to the story. So anyway, I just wanted to throw my two cents in before I listen to your podcast. And um, you guys have a wonderful uh, weekend. Bye. Thank you very much, Ryan. And I got a couple things. Uh, let's see here. Um Let's see, did they cross the line? Okay, so in this episode, did they cross the line of what could really happen? Okay, and I will say, if you don't believe that the smoke monster could literally pick up Mr. Echo and swing him around and, and like a little garden hose all through the trees, you know, let loose and wild with fury, um, well, I will say that you should have had the same type of response to the smoke monster materializing in somewhat of a chain that dragged Locke into a hole. So, it's it's a similar thing. And then, of course, we've seen the smoke monster exhibit, you know, when it, they exhibited the sound of the smoke monster like this. Every time that that sound occurred, that sound right there, we saw tons of trees. Not just one, but tons of trees just completely Flat. be flattened. So, <clears throat> I, I think that, that opening up the thing where it drags and grabs Echo doesn't add anything additional that wasn't already there. However, I want to bring into uh, light the fact that what is in this world is not just the natural physical things, but there are very spiritual forces at work in the world that we live in. And I'm talking about demonic forces. Mm -hmm. um, there are angels and demons that are uh, involved in our daily lives. We don't see them. It's an unseen uh, spiritual realm that, that exists in this world. And uh, there are fights going on between good and evil and, and demons and angels. And I believe that uh, demons can take the form of anything and so, therefore, this smoke monster could be a manifestation of a demon. And so, I and 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 as such, um, it could pick up Mister Echo and swing him all around through the trees. So, could it possibly happen? I believe that there's enough evidence, not just theory, but evidence of the spiritual realm, such as demons and angels that you could say that, yes, it, it's very plausible that even that could take place. Okay. Very odd, not seen every day, but, but could happen. And then, uh, <coughs> excuse me, and then Locke being your favorite character, it's between him and Hurley, who's my favorite. Obviously, uh, Hur Hurley is my comic relief kind of right. favorite character. Locke is definitely my favorite character as far as moving the story along. You know, I, I think the story... Of lost kind of you know I, I really like him and Claire I like Claire because I think there's this mystical element of Claire and the fact that she is into the astrology kind of thing you know and right. and and the baby and the surrounding of of all the premonition that the uh, the Richard Malkin the psychic had and everything so anyway that's my thoughts but Ryan you you know some people will think that they've gone too far 
and jumped off some kind of shark or something. Anyway, uh, let's go to David in Colorado. Hey, Cliff and Stephanie. It's uh, David from Colorado, but actually I'm in Arizona right now for college. But anyways, I was listening to your um, podcast. It's about midnight right now and just on a little walk. But anyways, I was thinking about, you guys were just talking about um, how the smoke monster was um, supposedly makes people see visions. And what I was thinking was not necessarily the smoke monster is the, the uh, thing that's making the people on the island see visions, but it's the whole island itself. And I think it's whenever um, a person is trying to figure something out or like when um, or Jack is trying, when Jack sees his father, he's trying to figure out like, I don't know, like that's just what I thought. Like when, when, oh shoot, I can't even remember her name now. Oh shoot. Uh, Boone's sister. Um, how she was trying to find Walt and she was, she was given Vincent and maybe that was the reason why she saw Walt and, um, Echo, of course, was, saw his yummy, he was trying to figure out, um, whether he should confess and figure out what was going on. Um, and whenever Locke is trying to figure out what to do with the island and stuff, so, I don't know, I just thought that was kind of interesting, um, that's what the smoke monster and the island the smoke monster maybe is the island and that's the good and the bad black and white again um so uh i guess well and then i guess that this is another thing that i just was thinking about um when you talk about the black and white you talk about black being bad and white being good and i was thinking about um the funeral and how the all the others were in they're white. They were in a white, like, garment, kind of, and they weren't in black. I don't know if that has any significance. I was thinking maybe that did. Um, but thanks for uh, taking the call. I love your podcast. Um, it's great, and keep up the good work. Uh, God bless. Thank you very much, David, in Arizona from Colorado. Um, the whole thing with the white gar- uh, garments, it was reminiscent in another caller called this in of of what you typically would see at a baptismal service. And uh, if anything, it just led me to this idea that they're trying to show that these are religious people, that they, they're people of, of, of some... Because it was, it was kind of more of a religious ceremony than the typical uh, funeral that we've seen of the, the Losties throwing, where they're kind of like... Uh, what should we say? I think we should probably, uh, you know... Well, I think the difference there would be the relationships. Yes. Because the others have lived together for years. Uh-huh. You know, Colleen was one of them. She she was part of their family. And the Losties have known each other for 71 days. Right. You know, that that's not long enough, even in a traumatic situation, that's long, not long enough to know what to say about a person. Okay. If they died. That's true. But I, I would think that if there were some somewhat religious people, somebody could have been able to put together some better form of a funeral. 
kind of service. Memorial type service. Anyway, I don't know. But anyway, still interesting. Thank you very much, uh, David, for calling in. And let's go to Kelly, Kelly from Canada. Hi, Cliff. Hi, Stephanie. It's Kelly calling from Georgetown, Ontario, Canada. Um, long-time listener, first-time caller. Um, just had a little theory of mine that came up after watching the episode last night, and I wanted to get it out there before I listen to your podcast today. Anyway, um, here it is. Um, I was thinking that I don't buy Henry Gale's story about those x-rays being his. I think it's all a con on Jack, and they're testing Jack. I think that there might be locks or... Um, I'm not sure exactly who's, perhaps um, somebody else, a character that we know, but I think what they're going to do is going to ask Jack to operate on Ben, and then they are somehow going to have Locke or whomever's x-rays they belong to on the operating table, and Jack will be performing the operation thinking he's performing it on Ben. Then Jack has to make a choice of whether or not to follow Juliet's request um, that she made on the videotape, which I believe is also part of the con. Um, and I think that Jack will, as he always does, do the right thing, and he will spare the life of, he thinks it's Ben, but really it'll be Locke or somebody else. Anyway, I think that uh, that may turn out to prove that he's one of the good guys, and uh, I'm not sure where it'll go from there, but that's just a theory of mine. Anyways, I love your podcast. Um, you two bicker like I bicker with my husband, and uh, it's comforting <laughs> to listen to. Anyway, um, take care, keep up the good work, and uh, talk to you later. Stay lost. It's an interesting theory. Very good, Kelly. I like that theory. I don't know how they would pull off the body switch, though. I think Jack would be a little bit too smart for that, but I suppose it could happen. Um with their completely different build of a man. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't know the how they could examples. pull it off. But um, th- here's the difference between me, myself, and a lot of other Lost fans. Uh-huh. Is that some things I just like to take at face value. <laughs> like what? Like, I just want to believe that the x-rays are bends and that, you know, I just want to believe that, that that's just what it is. And see, I still don't believe they're bends. I know you don't. And and I, here's why I agree with Kelly's theory. But that wouldn't make sense for him to go... That Okay, if they're not Ben's, mm-hmm. it would not make sense for him to go to Juliet and say, why'd you show him my x-rays? Oh, that's true. Man, there is that. Unless he said that out in the funeral loud enough to where... But he didn't. What, well, was it at the funeral that he said it? I don't think so. Are you sure? I don't remember. We didn't get. Why didn't we watch this one again? It was good I enough because this I didn't was, get home until oh, that's three right. minutes before we sat down to record and, and have dinner together and have dinner together. <laughs> oh well, nice quiet evening at home. Well, excluding the whole "Why did you show him my X-ray?" which, if it was done in the proximity where Jack could have even possibly heard it, then I think it was done for that fact. And if that were the case. Then you have Jack saying, hey, I think you're going to die. And Ben's like, what are you talking about? Right. He's like, you totally got this all messed up. And then it's kind of like when he came back in and says, doctor patient privilege. You know, when he did Mm -hmm. that whole scene, it's like they've had time to say, oh, we could really use this. Right. So anyway, uh, I, 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 Jocelyn, I don't know. This is, see, this is what I love about Lost. This was Kelly. I'm, I'm sorry, Kelly. I looked down in my notes. 
Um, Kelly, this is what I love about Lost. This I'm is on top this of is it, what Kelly. This is <coughs> this is what keeps me in the show. This guess double Oops, guessing sorry. yourself is uh, is Echo a good man? Is Echo a Christian? Uh, if he were to die when he at or if he when he died, would he go to heaven based upon even my own beliefs and my own faith? Those are questions I like to ask and explore, and and that's what I'm enjoying about this episode. These episodes is that it it brings up questions and it gives you the uh, the ability to speculate, and they don't always give you the answers, and so you can sit there and you can look for nuances and stuff. And so, anyway, who do we have next? Oh, Andrew. Andrew wants us to do just a moment of silence, and I've done it in a unique way in his message. So here you go. It's Andrew from Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, I'd like to just say, rest in peace, Mr. Echo, and we can have a moment of silence for him. I think Mr. Echo will be proud. Anyways, rest in peace, Mr. Echo. Okay, so I had to take out the center portion of all his message to give that moment of silence, but uh, that was that was very kind. A moment of silence for Mr. Echo. Nice. Moving right along. Uh, I, now Jocelyn. Jocelyn. Here we go. I, I was waiting for Jocelyn. Go ahead. Hey, Cliff and Stephanie. It's Jocelyn from Los Angeles. I just finished watching uh, the last episode, episode five, The Cost of Living. And all I have to say is two things. <laughs> Echo's story was very powerful and... Um, thought-provoking and all of that, and it was a good episode, except for the fact of the new people, as Cliff calls them, Apollo Bar and Nike. And you know what, Cliff? You can make fun of them for the whole hour of the show, and I'll be behind you 100%, because when you go from having Echo's flashbacks and is he good, is he bad, is killing, is it evil, or is he doing it because he needs to, and then you go to, oh, the toilet work. And then I was so annoyed when I was watching when they're in the Pearl Station and they don't realize that the televisions are focused on the other hatches because in question mark, Locke went down there and he saw Jack, so he knows. So it's not like Nike is some genius because she's really not and she really bugs me and that made the episode not as good to me as it could have been so hopefully if Damon or Carlton or any of them listen to any of these podcasts I hope that they get it through their head that the next time the island needs another sacrifice that they should sacrifice Apollo Bar and Nike and that's all I have to say. Keep up the great work on the podcast, and I will be listening to you guys. Thanks so Alrighty, much. Well, well, thank you very much. Alrighty, well. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> okay. they, they heard you there, uh, Jocelyn, I'm sure. Here's what I have to say to Jocelyn. Go ahead. First, if all you did was talk about how annoying they are for the whole hour, yeah. I'd have to leave. Okay. Okay? Uh-huh. So, just wanted to put that out there. Number two, I totally forgot because I had to... Oh, I was so on... I said that on Wednesday that John was in question mark, was down there, and saw Jack on the on the television screen. Now, whether the thing blew up or not, 
whether the Swan Station, was that where they were? The Swan Station? Mm-hmm. Whether it blew up or not, he still saw it. Yeah. And he should have known. Well, it hasn't been that long. It's just been a couple of days to him. Well, in, in the defense of people who want to and give Nike... number three... Okay. ...is that the writers and producers of this show need to get it through their heads that they, they just need to work with the actors that they have on this show. Yes. If you're going to kill people off, just kill people off. Don't bring new people on. We are... I think that the fans are set with what is there. Or if you're going to bring on a Brazilian then, no. person... I'm sorry. If you're going to bring on a Brazilian person, at least bring them on and don't try to pass them off as, oh, these people were always there. Right. Not strong character types. You know, I don't. I wouldn't mind if they were just pushovers. But these are <laughs> new main stars. Right. Dude, you can't bring them in and, and bring a main star... And have, I mean, have them, by golly, have them be people that were working maintenance on the plane and, and they were caught, their necklace got caught on the wing of the plane and they flew along with the plane in midair and something, I don't know. Give them some kind of story as to why in the <laughs> earth they're there and we haven't seen them yet. But don't do, oh, you've been complaining because we never get to go anywhere and now Mr. Locke's saying we can go, you, we're going to take this chance. Because we're going to save the day and point out that they can see other stations. And we're going to tell them that the toilet still flushes. Whatever. Okay. So, anyway. What's next? What's next? Um, oh, Scott in Nashville. He's got a long message, so we Didn't can... Did uh, Jocelyn call again? Oh, crap. And I just deleted it because I thought <gasps> that, that was the other message. Well, I can give you the cliff notes of what she talked about. No, um... Hold on, just, uh, oh wait, hold on, I know what I can do. Um, Play him out of order. No. (laughs) Stephanie, how long have you been married to me? Oh my gosh, a hundred years? And do you think I'm really going to play something out of order? No, I just thought I'd try. Okay. Because I would. I know you would. (laughs) It totally messed up my system. I would. So I can tell them, like, right now about how we're, um, you know, we've been saving all year for our Christmas money, and... So I have it, and I, you know, got it. Yeah. Cliff wants me to divide out how much money I'm going to spend on each person and put each person's money in an individual envelope. So I'm carrying around 30 envelopes in my purse as opposed to one. And I say, no way. And his ears get red, and I swear his head was about to explode because he can't comprehend the fact then I really only need one envelope marked Christmas. <laughs> and a spreadsheet of how much money I'm going to spend on each person. You have to... If, if you want me to be a part of Christmas with the Cranks... Uh, I, I never signed have, up for Christmas with the Cranks. <laughs> you you asked... Did you or did you not ask me to go shopping with you? That is Christmas with the Crank. Listen here. I am the Crank that... Doesn't like Christmas. But we're going to have to record my crazy life as soon as we're finished. So, so let's keep going. All right. So uh, Jocelyn again. So we to ha- be continued yeah, in no. the next episode of My Crazy Life. Okay. <laughs> hey, Cliff and Stephanie. It's Jocelyn from Los Angeles again. I was just in the middle of listening to your podcast, and I wanted to comment on something about Locke and Echo and the smoke monster. And Locke did see the smoke monster before it pulled him into the hole. In fact, he was the only one that had seen it. 
And I don't remember what episode it was, but he was with Charlie. And Charlie was uh, up in a tree or something, and Locke saw the smoke monster, and he didn't run from Wait a second. That was Echo. That was Echo with When they went to the Charlie. plane. When Charlie yeah. took him to the so, plane. Here, here's the deal. Um, you had John Locke, when he, what, he's, what we saw with him, uh, we saw an episode where there was the, all the noise... And we, there was an episode where we thought we were finally, finally for the first time, going to see what this was causing all this stuff. The trees falling down and everything. We thought we were finally going to see it. Instead, we see John and Locke thrown, back, thrown in back on his back, looking at something with that <gasps> all-inspired look on his face. And it cuts to commercial break. And then later, he, he says, do you want to know a secret? And then in another place, we, he says... I've looked into the eye of the island, and what I saw was beautiful. But I believe what he saw was what he told Mr. Echo. He saw something white of that was light and bright. It can and, still be the smoke monster changing its appearance, which we've seen it do before. How have we seen it do that? Didn't we just see it present itself as yummy? Did we, or did did the smoke monster or... Or whatever this force is, project a hallucination or cause that person to see something. I think, in, in my mind, uh-huh. it was the smoke monster presenting himself or itself as Yemi because he says, "You speak to me as if I'm your brother." Right, but I still. Th- and then it picks him up and throws him against some trees. Okay, but and and I'm not I'm not saying you're wrong. I know My not. theory, however, is that the smoke monster is an entity that can generate maybe even a hologram. That it's not actually the smoke monster, but it's either a hologram or, I believe specifically, it has some kind of way to get into the mind of the individual to make them think that they see this person there. And people say, well, what about, well, you know, what about the, the horse? Is the horse really there? Because Kate touched it. Kate touched it, but I believe that, the, again, in the same way, I mean... But Sawyer was with her. He it, saw it, too. Could he... If the... What's to say... And, I'm, again, I'm not arguing... I'm not saying I'm right, but I'm, I'm just giving... Presenting my theory. What if the... If the monster... If this smoke monster has the ability to make one person hallucinate and feel... Make, make them feel... Think that they're actually feeling and touching something and making them think that they're seeing something... If he can do that for one individual, what's to say he could not do that to both Kate and Sawyer at the same time? That, uh, okay. Stop right there. All right. You like that? I like I, that. You're getting used to it. Your timing's a little off, but you're getting there. Well, I was kind enough to let you finish your point. Oh, don't do that. That's like... <laughs> that was just... Totally um, takes, takes well, out the I know, the but I was trying to follow your point. So okay. anyway, stop right there. And just know that this is the theory that I want to believe. Okay. And you're not going to change my mind. No, so, and I'm not trying let's to. Let's go to Scott in Nashville. Oh, well, hold on. I in the mid- oh, Don't you want to finish Jocelyn's call? We didn't finish it? No, you I You interrupted her again? I did. Oh, first you delete her call, and then you interrupt, and let From me forget it, about and it. And looked up, and that's when he said, I looked into the island, and what I saw was beautiful. And what I, I, of course, I don't know exactly what the smoke monster is about, but I think that Locke, I'm 
guessing that he's probably one of the few people on the island who has not killed anybody. So probably he might have seen the good side of the island, whatever he did see. And um, Echo probably, since he did kill many people, and the issue is open whether he had to do that or not, I personally don't think he could have had to have been quite that bloody, but that's just because I'm nonviolent. But his situation was complicated. But um, Echo was seeing all of those people that the, he had murdered, he, uh, those guys with the vaccine that he had hacked. And uh, I have to admit, I did close my eyes around that part, but I think that Locke only saw good things because he has not done any of that in his life. So that is just my personal thought, and I'm going to go back and listen to the rest of your podcast. Thanks so much, guys. Keep up the great work. Bye. See, now I don't feel so bad because I know that she pauses our podcast and then calls. It's kind of like she's interrupting our podcast, and then she calls and gives us her thoughts and then plays. And that's all I did to her message. Ow. Sure, I accidentally deleted the sec. Are you okay? Is your foot asleep? No, my knee hurts. Oh, that's right, because you fell down. Yeah, I've become quite the klutz lately. Stephanie fell down, went falling. boom. Ah, I got a big sore on my knee. Yeah. I feel like a little 12-year-old. Scratch my knee. So now do you want to go to Scott and Nashville? Absolutely, I'm waiting for Scott. He's you, got lots you, of points you, here. You've got two minutes and 40, or 56 seconds Hey, Cliff and uh, Stephanie, this food. is Scott from Nashville. Hey, Scott. Um, going to try and be a little more brief. Yeah, you know, right. I'm sure everybody will appreciate that. I <laughs> like the episode, and I got a few comments on it. Uh, I guess Saeed's back. It must have been a pretty uneventful trip off, back, although we thought that it was a long walk back to the beach. But uh, nobody's asking any questions like, hey, where's the sailboat? Or what did you find on the other side of the island? Where's Jin? Where's Sun? Uh, I guess they're just in the background somewhere. I wish they would uh, (laughs) do a little bit more of that, talking to each other. I know that's a beef of a few of your listeners. And uh, what's up with the others' funeral garments? Look like, I don't know, they're getting baptized instead of buried. Anyway, uh, I did like the way Jack is back in control of the situation. Kind of the way he was a little uh, little sneaky with Ben, just asking him, Hey, does does it hurt? Do your fingers tingle all the time? Stuff like that. It's good to see him back in control. Uh, so there are some great lines in this show. Uh, the warlord tells Mr. Echo, you don't want any more lives on your conscience. Uh, just before his next visit, where he will become one of those lives on his conscience. Pretty interesting. Uh, Jack says to Juliet, I'm not big on mysteries. I thought that was pretty funny. Uh... And then when Jack's talking to Juliet and Ben walks in and Jack says, well, it's okay. you can talk to me with her. I'm, you know, I'm fine with her being here. Ben says, and I'm thrilled that you're fine, Jack, but this is private. I laughed out loud both times I heard that. I thought that was pretty funny. Good to see Ben have a little sarcastic sense of humor. Uh, but I wonder why Ben gave away that it was his tumor when there definitely are other 40-year-olds on the island whose tumor it could have been. Unless time is of the essence and he wants Jack to operate ASAP. Uh, And Ben's explaining his plot to Jack. He says, well, that idea was shot to sunshine. What the heck does that mean, shot to sunshine? I've heard shot to hell and shot to pieces, but 
Does Henry think hell is sunshine? Is he the devil? Are we asking too many questions about Henry? Benry? Whatever he is. Anyway, uh, some more great lines. We got one from the Apollo bar man. Toilet still works. At least Nikki contributed a little bit this episode. And one more thing. Looks like the guy with the patch... He, uh, his face kind of looked like Kelvin's face with a shaved beard and mustache. So I'm going to see if I can find some pictures on the internet of that actor without his beard. See if I can compare it to the guy with the patch. Anyway, that's all. Love your podcast. Stay lost. Bye. Oh, crud. I forgot to unmute myself. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, Is it? I can't remember Scott's wife's name. Neither can I, but uh, is, now I think, that I look at this, Michelle sounds really familiar. I, well, I know Michelle writes in a lot and calls in a it lot. It says Michelle Sheriff. Where's this at? Where are we at? In the email section. Oh, I don't know. Do you think... It says Michelle Sheriff sent us an email. We're so clueless over here. Where Scott, Scott says down here that he's going to send us some screen caps. So did he send it under... I, what does Scott say he's going to send Scott, a screen cap? Scott, you got to call us and tell us your wife's you, name. You know, I think that is, I, that has to be, because she is the one who sent us the one that of the cat, See, Kelvin, and the patch guy. And then we would have to apologize so, to Michelle, because we would actually have to meet her face-to-face to remember that that's who she is. Well, now we, we have put the puzzle together. Scott's better half. And if we haven't, we like it, and we're going with it. So anyway... Um, yeah, so people can just sense. laugh at us. <laughs> yeah, Cliff and Stephanie messed up. <laughs> You're liking this too much, aren't you? Uh, maybe just a little bit. Woo! Yeah. Before you do anything rash, like pressing another button, may I make an alternative suggestion? <laughs> Hey, what's that over there on the other side of the living room? It's a horse. Do you see that? Hey, guess what? Toilet still works. How about Heather from Washington? Who is it? Heather from Washington. Oh, yes. Heather from Eatonville. Well, um, hi, Cliff and Stephanie. This is Eatonville Heather, or Heather from Eatonville, Washington, however you want it. I'm actually re-recording this because your machine cut me off. So <laughs> let me condense my reaction here. I just watched Lost last night um, after I got home from a 15-hour day at work, and I'm just now recording my initial reaction to you guys. So pardon my morning voice. Um, Wow, Echo's gone. The smoke monster got physical. That's not good. Um, I do think Dharma is in control of the smoke monster, or possibly they invented it, and now the smoke monster has gone rogue, and they don't... Hold on. i got to pause it. I'm do not going to do it, Ella. I'll do it, Steph. No. Stephanie's over here doing a little Olivia Newton-John on us. <laughs> Gotta get physical, physical. Okay. That's all I know from that song. So anyway, here we go. have control over it, and they, you know, kind of gave song. up on it, whatever. But I do think that the smoke monster is um, now every single thing 
hallucination, whatever you want to call it, that our losties have been seeing throughout the last two seasons. I think it was Jack's dad. I think it was Kate's horse. Um, I think it was whatever Sawyer saw. I know he saw something. I can't remember what it was. And I do think it makes the losties have their dreams. I think that... I am so need to go get Sawyer's... Uh... What was it? That wild boar sound. <laughs> was it Sawyer's boar? I, I think. Or was it really a boar? I don't know. Um, hmm. It is what is making Locke have frog all of his it. It, was the tree frog. it was the tree frog. Besides the peyote paste, whatever it is, um, that he uses. Uh, and I think that um, it is what gives the people their messages. Smoke Monster can morph into whatever it wants and it can get into people's brains because it's smoke, you know. I don't know. I'm a little weird. But anyway, another thing I noticed um, last night was the, the video between Jack and uh, Juliet. How awesome was that? I mean, I I think I kind of trust Juliet now. I mean, I, I knew she was somebody that wasn't as evil as the rest of them. But this kind of helps me to think that she she's she's willing to to fight against um, Benry. Um, and I don't know. I hope Jack helps Juliet out. That's I think that's my point. Um, yeah, so have a great show, you guys. I totally love your podcast. I'm, I'm so glad you guys are still doing it, and I love the way you do it. Keep it the way it is, and I absolutely adore you guys. So have a great day. <laughs> Thank you, Heather, from Eatonville, Washington. Absolutely. And uh, we will continue to do it. Uh, dude, I'm telling you, the only thing I do, do that, Heather. <laughs> Do me a favor. Don't trust Juliet. Don't trust any of them. Don't trust her. You can never trust another. In fact, <coughs> I've got it from I a you high... you were going to say woman. <laughs> you can never trust a woman. <laughs> Which I knew you wouldn't. I don't know. Anyway. Leave me in there. Hey. Alright. So, uh, anyway, we have... Hello. What? Something happened. What did you do? Okay. I hit a button I wasn't supposed to. So hope hopes Jack helps Juliet. I don't know. I it it seems regardless of how good she might be, the fact that she would say kill him, that says mm, you might want to be a little suspicious of this girl. You know, somebody ask a doctor to kill somebody. I mean, there's a Hippocratic hip, Hippocratic oath or something that that says they would always do what's right as a doctor, and so right. I think that I think that this is a ruse. This is a way of the others to test Jack. And I think that Juliet and Ben dreamed up together the idea of the video. That's my own thought. But it, okay. however, however, and I don't have it. Can you go ahead and give her? Or wait, no, she doesn't have a theory. Did she have a theory? She just had thoughts. She just had thoughts. Ah, well, let's let's give her some applause anyway. Good, good thoughts. Okay, so who's next, Stephanie? Brad from New York. Ah, from the Bronx, even I think. Really? Hi, Steph and Cliff. This is Brad from New York. Great episode. Uh, I don't know if it's the Bronx or if not. Yemi is smoke monster. I mean, not to assume that every hallucination we've seen, or vision we've seen, or 
you know, what people, you know, anything that somebody's seen that no one else has seen is either, uh, well, I guess, Smoke Monster or the Light Monster, depending. Another thing, if Kate picks Sawyer, but the entire six episodes, Jack and Kate never have any interaction, how is that fair? Give the guy a fighting chance. I mean, if there were all three of them locked up in three cages next to each other, you know for a fact there's no way Sawyer is going to be the chosen one. But um, I really enjoyed Stephanie running the show this, uh, over the weekend. Anyway, hope you guys are doing well, and I shall speak to you soon. Later. Later. I like that. I even wrote that in my notes, didn't I? Oh, no, I didn't. Yeah. I meant to put that in my notes to make sure I said, later! That's okay. That was cool. That was cool. People can't hear you. Your mic's behind you. Well, that's because I got food in my mouth. Okay. So, yeah, uh, I like that. There's no way that that Sawyer is the chosen one. <laughs> he says, give give Jack a chance. I, I, Amen, brother. Amen, brother. All right. Michelle in Texas. Thank you. Hi, Splendid Stephanie and Crafty Cliff. This is Michelle from Texas, and I'm calling about the latest episode, The Cost of Living. I apologize, I'm getting over a cold right now. Hey, I'm really sad that Mr. Echo died, even though there were rumors that he was death-bound. Hold on. Michelle, I'm sorry, I cannot take the cold. You're going to have to call back later when you're feeling better, because it's, you know, people just don't want to hear people with a snuffled nose and coughing, and you just have to call... (coughs) I'm sorry. Uh, Go ahead. episode had pretty much a recap of his life, a review of his past sins and demons that he wrestled with, I still thought it was sad that his time was up. I liked his character. He's someone who wrestled with his past wrongdoings and had to face the consequences of his actions. And he decides in the end that he did what he had to do to survive, so therefore he did not feel like he had to confess his sins. There are so many great aspects of this episode, but I'll limit myself just to a few comments. In his flashback, when Echo came back to the village as a priest, did the villagers recognize him as a warlord or just, and pretend to accept him as a new priest, or did they really believe he was an actual priest? When Echo confronts the three warlords in the church and kills them, the woman from the clinic strongly condemns him for his actions. But didn't he kill them in self-defense? Also, I love Jack's mind games with Ben. Excellent call on reading his x-rays and playing sight games with him. Love that. Okay, last. I'm going with Cliff on this one. I really dislike Apollo Barrow, as I'm calling him, or Ballo, and Nike so much. Why do they introduce these characters just to annoy us? Let's go tell the smoke monster to play with them next week. Okay, next week's previews look amazing. I can't wait for the podcast. Take care. Bye. Yes, let's let the smoke monster play with them. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is way Wow. That was loud. <laughs> that was loud. This episode's way out of control. We're w- totally whacked. All right, so uh, Michelle did... Uh, it's the Chipotle. It's the Chipotle. This episode okay. brought to you by Chipotle, Chipotle. and Soulmate.com. <laughs> All right, Big O has some thoughts, and uh, he's got enough fault- thoughts for me to go to the restroom. <laughs> hey, Cliff and Stephanie, it's Big O here. Instead of giving you my rant, I came up with a pretty cool theory that I wanted to pass along instead. <laughs> So we got to see a lot more about the smoke monster this time. And I'm remembering oh, yeah. uh, the two famous comments from the producers. One, that everything on the island can be explained easily. And that, number two, that the smoke monster is not nanobots. So 
If it's easily explained and it's not nanobots, what could be? My guess is that it's a, a tie to some kind of mythology. So the only uh, mythological creature that I could think of that seemed to fit the bill was the doppelganger. So I looked up the doppelganger on Wikipedia, and uh, I was very intrigued by what I found. So let me read you some of it. You'll find this pretty interesting. It mentions not only by location, but also time travel. A doppelganger is the ghostly, in some cases physical, double of a living person. In some traditions, seeing one's own doppelganger is an omen of death. A doppelganger may be seen by a person's friends or relatives, may sometimes bring bad luck, or indicate an approaching health problem. There's actually been some actual scientific study on the subject by a guy named Shahar Arzi. And so that last name, A-R-Z-Y, is one letter away from Arzt, which we will know from the show. So... Dr. Arzi and colleagues of the University Hospital Geneva, Switzerland, unexpectedly reproduced an effect strongly reminiscent of the doppelganger phenomena via the electrical stimulation of the patient's brain. They applied focal electrical stimulation to a parent's left temporal junction while she lay flat on a bed, and the patient immediately felt the presence of another person in her, quote, extra-personal space. The doppelgangers of folklore cast no shadow, have no reflection in mirror or in water. They're supposed to provide advice to the person they shadow, but this advice can be misleading or malicious. They can also, in rare instances, plant ideas in their victim's mind, or appear before friends and relatives causing confusion. In many cases, once someone has viewed his own doppelganger, he is doomed to be haunted by images of his ghostly counterpart. Other folklore says that when a person's doppelganger is seen, the person himself... Or- <laughs> I have to pause this. <laughs> I think Big O has been paid by somebody to see how many times he can get by with saying doppelganger without laughing in an audio <laughs> comment sent into the Generally Speaking Weekly Lost podcast. I'm sorry, I have to go back to the restroom. ...or herself will die shortly. It is considered unlucky to try to communicate with such a doppelganger. Here's the part you'll love, Cliff. A temporal doppelganger is any version of oneself one may meet during time travel. It is an exact likeness of the one of one at a specific time in one's history or future. Meetings with oneself may occur when one version of oneself travels backwards through the t- time stream and incurs, encounters a younger version of oneself or when two or more of the same person from different time streams travel to the same moment in their futures. Uh, The Wikipedia article also has a list of books that reference doppelgangers, and uh, you'll be interested to note that the list includes books mentioned on the show, including Mary Shelley's novel Frankenstein, Charles Dickens' A Tale of Two Cities, and Great Expectations, and Gary Troop's novel, bad twin so that's it for me if anybody misses my rant about this episode you can check it out at my website at lost.big-o.org so until next time try not to suck big o that sucks shut up already okay so i'm back doppelganger you know that that you remember what got us into watching um the prat not the practice of uh, Boston liberal, I mean legal, um, was the whole 
was Denny Crane. Denny Crane. From the end of the practice. I, th- I think that, that you know how every time that Denny Crane goes around, he just says, which he doesn't do as much anymore, which kind of bothers me. He, he needs to go around and just flaunt his Denny, Denny Crane-ness. Uh, but I think that Big O, from this point forward, should just say, hey, it's Big O, doubleganger. I'm sorry, it it just sounded... But what he read, it sounded... Now, I totally listened to that as I was using the restroom. Um, Stop it, you are so obnoxious. Stephanie, hello. You married me, deal with it. She weren't like this when I married you. I so was. No, I married this quiet geek. I don't know who you are. Do you want your okay, money wait, back? You were never quiet. But... Do you want your money back? Uh, not today. Okay. So, anyway, I, what he was saying about the doppelganger uh, is that, I mean... Is it there, ginger or ganger? I don't know. But anyway, the the fact is is that everything he said seemed to make sense, especially, except for the seeing oneself. I mean, he saw Yemi instead of seeing oneself, but he did see Yemi in a previous state, and um, the whole time travel thing was in there, and the fact that this whole Wikipedia article makes reference to the books in the island. Now, the producers of the show said when we saw 23rd Psalm, we would know for sure what the monster is. And as I've said repeatedly on this podcast, the only thing it led us to believe was that the view of the smoke... the prey from... From the cover. Right. Uh, So, if that's not the answer, then maybe... Then we don't know. Well, no... Here's the deal. Is did lost did Big O did he find it? Is is was there the one of the books in that mentions the doppelganger uh, that he just re- referenced? What book, if there was any book, was referenced in the twenty third Psalm episode that includes the the mysterious or the the mythological thing such as the doppelganger? And if there was a book referenced in that episode that is referenced in this Wikipedia article, then I would say that he has just uncovered what the smoke monster is. It is a doppelganger. Okay. Does that make sense? Um, so Big O. I'm sure to somebody it does. So Big O, my my charge to you is to go through 23rd Psalm, which is the episode. I'm almost positive that's the episode that they said. When you see this episode, you'll you will know because that was Echo's first flashback. Exactly, you will know what the smoke monster is. So I'm interested to see if there was a book referenced in that particular episode, and if that book happened to reference the doppelganger. So anyway, Pam in Oklahoma. Hi, Cliff and Stephanie. This is Pam in Southwest Oklahoma, and I was just re-listening to your um, initial reaction for the um, show last night. Um, I kind of, I think I have a different theory on what Cliff was saying about when Locke and Mr. Echo, he thought they were looking at different things when they were looking at the island. And I kind of got the impression, after, especially after Locke said that what he saw was light and brightness, that actually I think they were both looking at the same thing, but it was kind of like a reflection of their soul. Because Echo was had murdered and done a lot of evil things that he actually was had a darkness to him, whereas Mr. Locke was more faith and just different. That I, but that was my impression, was that it was more that, that the island reflected back to them what was in their soul. 
So I just it's an interesting to theory. About that. I love your show. Thanks a lot. Bye. Thank you, Pam. And uh, that is a very interesting theory, different than mine, and I'm completely cool with that. Stephanie, I'm, I'm glad that you don't agree with me on everything, and that's what makes this show interesting, and that's why we bring in our listeners, because they have different ideas as well. And I like that idea that perhaps they saw a different thing because the, the smoke monster or whatever it is reflects what's in your soul. And of course, what did we see in the smoke monster in the 23rd Psalm, but a reflection of Echo's past. Interesting. So, I like that, and I will give you a little applause track. And we'll move on to Patty in Ohio. This is Ohio Patty calling. Uh, I just had to call in today because I've been listening to podcasts all day at work like I normally do, and I've got to call in about the polar bear thing. It's driving me crazy. I'm not sure why everybody's so concerned about how the polar bears could have gotten over there. I always assumed that they had escaped from the research facility, and now that we know it's just on another island, they just simply swam over because polar bears are very strong swimmers and can swim for several hours at a time. They've even been tracked by researchers swimming for over 50 miles at a time continuously, and they can even remain submerged underwater for one to two minutes because they have to travel long distances to find their food in the wild, and they go from ice flow to ice flow. So my theory is they just simply got loose, and, or were let loose, and just swam across to the other island, because obviously that other island has more food sources for them, because there's hardly anything on the so-called Alcatraz Island. And just wanted to clear that up. And one other thing is I really think Stephanie needs her own sound clips because she needs to zing you a couple of times, Cliff, because I, you probably don't listen to your podcast, but you interrupt her all <gasps> the time. I'm surprised she just doesn't smack you every once in a while. But I would like to hear her interrupt you a couple of times with moving right along <laughs> just for fun. So anyways, I vote for Stephanie having her own uh, sound clips. So I will be listening next week, and I'll hear about you later. Bye. Patty. Thank you. Because she I'm has sure her that sound it is clips. your call that has prompted these okay. sound clips. Which she's still trying to figure out, but she'll get, she'll well, get it down. I, I think that you really gave me, I mean, you gave me some good ones, but um, ones that just don't really fit me. Well, tell people what you want, and they'll send it in. Yeah, I don't know what I want. I don't know what I want. Just like a woman. Hey, now. I'll get you back. Hey. All right. Moving right along. <laughs> there you go. That was just for Patty. Hey, Stephanie and Cliff. This is Vicki from the beautiful Finger Lakes region of upstate New York, where it is now snowing. <sighs> uh, I'm just calling what... Uh, regarding the last episode, and um, I had a lot of, I had a really good time listening to your podcast at work. I uh, wrote all my notes on a napkin, so here I am, uh, ready to say something. Um, I, the only comment I wanted to make was that I think um, in the orientation video at the Pearl Station, the first time they saw it, I think uh, uh, Dr. Wickmund slash Candle said that um, they were uh, observing the people in the Swan Station. Now, maybe he didn't say the Swan particularly, but I'm pretty sure he said in the station. And um, that's when they saw 
you know, Jack walking through the swan. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm just going to cut uh, Nikki some slack and say that, you know, that maybe they missed that part about the uh, different stations, uh, the plural. Um, I also wanted to say that uh, uh, a couple times ago when I, when I called in, um, I, I mentioned, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm nervous too. Do you mind, uh, you know, fixing this like you did the other ladies? <laughs> Oh, crud, I forgot to do that. Uh, everybody, uh, fast forward 10 seconds and forget about the last four. Okay, I think that took care of it. Uh, when I mentioned uh, time traveling and that uh, Desmond came back, you know, naked and I mentioned the, about the doctor. Oh, uh, yeah, I did mean Doctor Who, as in David Tennant. Um, the David Tennant. Um, and I uh, just wanted to say to Cliff, congratulations on winning the big O's contest. Uh, that was absolutely hilarious, that lead-in, I just uh, cracked up, he has the best voice, he sounds so uh, cynical all the time, <laughs> I just loved listening to him. Uh, and then, as for, ki for killing off Echo, this is exactly how I feel. <laughs> yes! See what you've done to me. Keep up the good work, thanks, bye. Go Vicky! <laughs> I am telling you, Stephanie, people have been dying their entire lives in quiet desperation. They have always sought to flush a toilet on air. It has been something that has been in this, it's built into the psyche of the human nature. And folks, let it all out. Call in your toilet flushes. Okay, I, that's enough of that. <laughs> Vicky, thanks for calling in. Hey, Cliff and Stephanie. This is Evan in Ohio. Um, I've been listening to the podcast since uh, probably August. First time call. Um, yeah, this episode was kind of a downer. Um, actually, Wednesday was my birthday, and I was pretty excited that, hey, it's my birthday. Lost is on. Evan, I'm so glad that you called, but did you just wake up? <laughs> what, Steph? <laughs> Give the guy some like It's a first-time caller. You can't... What? No, you cannot do that to a first-time caller. Is he a first-time caller? Because I missed that part. He's a first-time caller. You don't would... sit there and say, dude, wake up. <laughs> I mean, he can be a little laid back. Laid back? Okay. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. I, it... What? Right along. I've just given you a hard time. And it's an episode featuring my favorite character, Mr. Echo. And he gets killed. Uh, so, I've been kind of bummed all day. But See now, maybe yeah, you, because that, Echo got killed. All right. It, listen, we already but, we already okay. heard Emily from Ohio. Uh, she practically in tears. <laughs> you couldn't even understand the girl when she called. I mean, she she was that visibly, audibly, well, not visibly. I guess I'm just the only upset. adult who gets, you know, overly excited about their birthday because he's like, yeah, Wednesday was my birthday. It, he was, well, he's explaining. On and it's about my favorite character. And, and he was totally dashed. It's like his cat died. Oh, wait, that would be an, I'm not going to go there. Just because I'm allergic to cats, I'm not going to express my dislike of cats on this podcast. Because I don't want your email telling me how much 
I shouldn't have said that. So I'm sure somewhere there's a cat who can flush a toilet. <laughs> but all I'm saying, okay, he's bummed. He, he's mourning. Okay. It, I think Buckeyes. Oh. I think Buckeyes are are like attached. I, I, I think, matter of fact, I I think every flag in Ohio <laughs> was flying half mass yesterday. Okay. I, I I believe so because of the loss of Echo. Okay. Okay. So, so sorry. Uh, Happy birthday, belated. Anyway, Um, anyway, I was listening to the review podcast, and Uh, there's that's why he's so upset. He was listening to our podcast. That'll make anybody (laughs) depressed. No doubt. Cliff was saying something about uh, Juliet being the actual bad one between her and Ben. And I like that idea. I think maybe she's, uh, this is just a power play for her, and she uh, wants to get rid of Ben so she can be in charge or whatever, and uh, she's just using Jack to get a botched surgery or whatever. Um, yeah, and just like to know what you guys think about that. Uh, uh, great podcast. No, I was uh, uh, in myself. I didn't uh-huh. even know my microphone was on. I was not. <laughs> I, w- I was not. I know you weren't. Well, then don't it just call me out like on something were. that I wasn't doing. It sounded like you were. It was, I was funny. completely somewhere else. Join us in this world. No. No. Get to the point. You want to go to Hazel in California? You can. Okay. Because you got the button. Hi, Cliff and Stephanie. This is Hazel from California, and I really enjoy your show. When I was listening to you about um, the latest episode, um, The Cost of Living, I heard you talking about what the reason they uh, others had for having Sawyer and Kate. And um, I think that the other's plan is to make Jack one of them. Uh, he has no reason to go back to the other world. Sarah's gone. His dad's dead. He questions himself as a doctor. So to convince him, uh, they have Juliet, who looks like Sarah. They know he always does the right thing, so he can't refuse to help Ben. And they're appealing to his sense of duty. And the purpose of Sawyer and Kate are to convince Jack that Kate loves Sawyer. So now Jack has no reason to return to the plane survivors. So uh, they make Kate say she loves Sawyer. They keep them together so their relationship will develop. And then they use this to show Jack that um, he has no reason to go back to either of his worlds. He may as well uh, join up and become one of them. So might be far-fetched, but that's what I'm thinking. Bye. Sounds good to me. What about Jack's mom? Oh, that's right. He does have something to go back to. His, well, unless he really didn't like his mom. Yeah, Maybe. And the thing is, is I think he has a lot to go back to on the other island. I don't think that any love lost between Kate right. would be like, you watch that. If they go were going to convince Jack that Kate loves Sawyer, first wouldn't they have to convince Kate that she loves Sawyer? No doubt. Uh, so, anyway, that was Hazel, wasn't it? Yes. Thank you, Hazel, for California. calling in. And uh, we're moving right along. Guess who it is? Guess it's who's on the line? Edith. It's Edith Baker. 
Hey, Stephanie and Cliff. This is Edith Baker. Edith, Edith Baker from the forum. The only reason I'm calling you is to letting you guys know about polar bears. Everybody was wondering, how can a polar bear be on the Alcatraz Island and then wind up on the big main island? Well, guess what? Polar bears are swimmers. They are very good swimmers, especially up in the Arctic. So she probably swam over there. No big deal. Nothing tremendous, no mystery to it. <coughs> Namaste. Bye. Stay lost. Namaste, Edith Baker. Thank you so much. Uh, can I say something really quick? No. Okay, never Moving mind. right along. I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> no, go. All right. So before we go to the next three people that told us that polar bears can swim, I just wanted to tell everybody that Cliff and I know that polar bears can swim. We just wanted to pretend like we didn't. Well, to see I, how many people would call in and tell us the polar bears could swim. Well, that's not why we didn't say it. It's, it's, the fact is, is that people wanted to make it a mystery, and and I didn't even. I'm like, maybe they just swam, and then I thought, well, maybe they can't swim, and so why therefore, why would I even just bring it up now? When you go to the zoo, why do you think they are surrounded by water? Because they're thirsty. <laughs> I don't know. Gee. I, I knew that polar bears could swim. I just wanted well, to... Well, let's hear Shelly and Law Dog and a couple other people tell us anyway. All right, let's Because hear... it gives me the reason, the excuse right to use the polar bear Shelly from Green Bay. Hi, Cliff and Stephanie. This is Shelly from Green Bay. And I was calling um, to make a couple comments about the show and then also about the uh, couple comments on the podcast last time. Uh, the folks were talking about the polar bear and maybe it did go underground maybe those islands were connected but polar bears swim too so they could have just swam across <laughs> from where they were at uh, number two Juliet um, I don't think I'd trust her on what that video said but it was a pretty tricky idea and number three with Mr. Echo I know that they're not in purgatory but it almost is like that now he came, he was at peace with what happened, and look what happened to him. But also, with the last time he saw the black smoke like that, he wasn't afraid of it. And this time, I think he was. And so I'm wondering if it attacks when people are afraid of it. I don't know. Just some ideas. Anyway, I like your guys' podcast. I've been listening to it since the very beginning. And keep it up. Thanks. Bye-bye. <laughs> What was that? that? I have no idea. I'm just playing now. Um, thank you very much for that. Uh, in fact, that was uh, Shelly. No, was that Shelly? Yeah, that was Shelly. For the polar bear. Yes, they swim. Uh, and no, nobody should trust this Juliet chick. I don't think either one of them are to be trusted. Yes, and the idea that maybe the reason why... And I like... I, did, and was I occasionally like Jack. Yeah. But I don't think Jack's to be trusted all that much either. Why? I mean, he's not a very good doctor. They all have their own agenda. What's his agenda? I don't know yet, but I'll figure it out. No, I don't want to I don't think Jack has an agenda. Jack is just a guy. He, he, Jack sure. wants to get off the island so he can find out if the Red Sox really won the World Series. No, Jack wants Jack wants his ex-wife back. I I I believe that that's his, he still has something to go back to, and it's his ex-wife. That's my thought. But uh, the idea... Do you think Mr. Echo was scared of the monster the second time? Um, yeah, kind of. I, I need to go... I mean, we so her, need to go back and watch that, that episode. Makes sense to, to yeah, we'll have to watch I, it It's an interesting theory. Give her that theory thingy. Let's 
theory thingy. Stephanie's got. It's an interesting theory. There we go. So go. we'll give you that, and uh, it's 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 clever. Very All right, cool. law dog. Ah, oh, the log dog. Two minutes fifty seconds. Uh, need a glass of water or anything? Hey, Cliff. Hey, Stephanie. This is a law dog from Red Bluff, California. I am so bummed out that my most favorite character brutally murdered my second most favorite character. I, you know, but I'm torn because it was a great episode. So great writing. Totally bummed at the outcome. But I, I, I don't know. I don't know. One thing I heard someone make a comment, you know, about polar bears. I'm totally digressing here, but you know, moving right along. Polar bears are great swimmers. Polar bears, in theory, can swim up to 60,000 meters. I mean, that's that's miles and miles. So if they got out of their cages, it would be no big deal for a polar bear to swim to the mainland. They they do it all the time up in the Arctic. Uh, the other thing is. I, I don't know. I'm really bummed the way they sort of ended Echo. The way they played Echo and built him up initially was here was a guy who had initially murdered to save his brother, then gotten into a life of drugs and crime and whatnot, but it had some sort of experience where he, he did sort of turn away from the dark side. He did repent. Of course, they left it hanging, and, you know, this last episode they, they sort of finalized it and showed that he never did repent. Everything that he did, the church, the gee, you know, I'm a priest thing, things I have to remember, my Jesus stick, he did all of that out of a sense of guilt over being responsible for his brother's death, you know, getting him involved in that whole thing. He never really had a repentant experience. So in a way, the character that I really liked in Echo sort of never existed, which sort of, you know, dulled the pain, but I don't know. And yes, I, I am the person who coined the term Serby the Friendly Smoke, but I think I'm going to change his name to the Murderous Mist, formerly known as Serby the Friendly Smoke, unless it turns out that there's two, and Locke saw a different one. Anyway, I, you know, I, you know I'm bummed, I'm excited, I, I'm hooked on a soap, okay, fine. Oh, also, <laughs> I know what's going on with Nikki and Apollo Bar Man. So much of this year's you know, this season, sort of trying to get you to maybe like the others. I think that they want you to be so annoyed with Nikki and Apollo that the others look great compared to them. It's That's working. The only thing I can figure out because they're irrelevant, and I feel bad for the actors because if this is the best lines they're going to get, well, their careers are over. Absolutely. Anyway, nice talking to you guys. Happy trails and stay lost. Happy Thank you, sir, Mr. Law Dog. Uh, also, newest site admin to the Generally Speaking Lost Forum. Really? Yes. And so we, we now have Jeff Gentry, also known as X-Force 11, Mark Grace as M. Grace, and, uh, well, we have the Law Dog. The Law Dog. So we have three site admins now. Check that out. Nifty. We have over a thousand members in our Generally Speaking Lost Forum registered. Do and we? we added 52... This week alone. This 50, week alone? This week alone. Wow. Amazing. And if anybody else is interested in find out what thousands of other, generally speaking, Lost fans are talking about online in a community that's family friendly. Uh, there Framly? is no, Family friendly. Family friendly. <laughs> where there's no foul language. Nobody's really bickering and arguing. 
uh, with each other, and you can have you can share your theories without any basis to them online, and not Nifty. worry about posting it in the wrong. You can even post it in the wrong form, and somebody's not going to care. Nifty. We're very family friendly, and it's a friendly environment. And if you want to check out our lost forum, you can go to generallyspeakingpodcast.com. First link on there, GSPN Lost Forum. Anyway, uh, Greg in Salt Lake City, Utah. Hey, Cliff and Stephanie, it's Greg from Salt Lake City, not to be confused with Andrew from Salt Lake City. Anyway, I thought I'd give you a call because I just listened to that podcast where he spoke a little bit about Sawyer, talking about who needs to die next, and uh, actually, you know, we just saw the, um, that uh, Mr. Echo died, and uh, my take on it is I actually was kind of relieved that he died. For some reason, he just never did much for me. As a character, I know some people <gasps> hate me and boo and hiss, but uh, yeah, everybody has their opinion. Um, I kind of hope nobody dies in a while after this, that they uh, answer some mystery questions. Hopefully ne- this next episode that they showed a little spot on will answer a lot of questions. And uh, yeah, that's what I hope. I uh, kind of came into this call not quite thinking what I was going to say, but... Uh, I'm really, really interested interested to see what goes on with with Jack and Juliet because I see that possibility of them having a relationship, but I can also see how you guys say that she is uh, kind of deceitful and underhanded, uh, trying to kind of play him from both sides against Ben. Uh, it's going to be quite interesting to see what happens next week with uh, Jack's decision whether or not he's going to do the surgery and whether or not he'll follow her little interesting cue card uh, video or not. So those are my two cents on the show that we just saw. I can't remember the name of, but uh, I enjoy your podcast, guys. Keep doing it. You guys rock. The show is called Lost, by the way. <laughs> the cost of living. I Clifford. know. I'm just giving him a hard time. I'm not allowed to give people a hard time, neither are you. He wasn't a first-time caller? Oh, wait, crap, yes he was. Darn. <laughs> Sorry! Forgive me! Gong show. <laughs> Moving right along. Hold on, hold on. Here we go, here we go. Uh, Get to the boy. Moving right along to Dave in San Francisco. Hey, Cliff and Stephanie, this is Dave from San Francisco again. I just want to make a couple of points. Um, after having listened to your podcast this evening, I uh, had some ideas. I'll try and do it quick. Um, the first one, about the lock monitor thing uh, in the monitoring room, uh, the lab that they went to, like the pro room. Um, actually, it seemed as if um, what Locke was saying is that he actually saw the monitor's in looking at Jack before and just kind of thought, oh, that was what he could see. But that girl, um, Nikki, when she suggested, can we look at other stations, I think that was an interesting idea that Locke didn't think of because he only had seen the original Hatch I beg to uh, before. Maybe that's because someone else was watching them from that particular station. Excellent. The, hunch. Um, the second thing is regarding the flashbacks. I'm getting kind of tired of them. Um, some of them they're okay. <gasps> you know, this one with Mr. Echo was good, but you know, a lot of them 
they tend to wear the story down. And, you know, if you compare it to Heroes, where there's a reasonable level of plot and story progression, um, storyline progression, it just seems like you can follow it along. And there's things moving. There's activity. You feel like, okay, you're still caught up in it. And as other people have mentioned, you just don't feel that anticipation of the next episode coming up again as much as you used to. And this is really disappointing. And I realized that doing some transitions, fill-ins that they didn't do as well last year, but still, I wish they would focus on that. And seems maybe the writers are maybe too caught up in their own ego sense, their own sense of trying to make it too clever. And that really bothers me. My last point real quick is it seems that the mist, you know, we're trying to figure out what the black mist is. The black mist and the others. There seems to be something very similar with them. With the others, they seem very highly analytical. They seem very observant people in people's personalities and people's behaviors. Uh, when they comment about uh, the crash plane victims, for example, Colleen tells son about her behaviors uh, when they're facing off. Son, you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't shoot me. Ben says a bunch of things um, to the survivors in the hatch when he's captive. That just seems really insightful. Uh, Juliet seems to know the extent of how bad Sora could get, and she's already ready with a zapper when he kind of gets out of hand. Um, even Ben predicts that Sora will go to the extent with the electrical zap. On and on, there's a whole bunch of stories where... Okay, so his call got cut off because he reached the three-minute mark on our voicemail. Okay. So let, let's talk a little bit about what Dave from San Francisco said. Uh, lock monitor thing, sure, very much. I, I think it's a valid point to say that the orientation film did just say that the, it only monitors the Swan Station, and it did. did it? There, yes, and there is no clear reference to the fact that it could monitor other stations, and therefore perhaps Nike had a a common sense, maybe. I maybe uh, doesn't mean I I like her. I mean, she still shouldn't be there. But uh, perhaps she added something that the other stupid people there should have thought about. But anyway, anyway, um, no. Seriously though, tired of the flashbacks. What do you think, Steph? You said you said you disagreed um, with the whole. No, it drags the story down. No, that's not what I disagreed oh, with. Okay. But I do disagree with that as well. The flash. Um, there are some flashbacks I think that, that there bomb. are some flashbacks that bomb. Absolutely. But I think that there are still some. And even within the same episode. Uh-huh. You know, you can take one episode and have some that are going to bomb and have some that are going to be completely um, essential to building that person's character mm-hmm. and to, to building who that person is. So, um, so I disagree with that. I don't think I... And I watch the show for different reason uh-huh. than I'm sure Dave does because I am the relational person. Right. And so I need those. Right. Flashbacks to fully enjoy my lost experience. Right. Okay. Whereas some people need them to be taken out to right. fully enjoy. There are their- some that I could live without. I mean, I don't. I don't necessarily need to know where Jack's tattoo comes from. I. I well, hasn't I, he already said? No, it, it's still an unsolved mystery, and I don't need to see any more of Jack's flashback. I. I, I mean, unless they're gonna like give you some kind of crazy, you know, connection w- between him and another person that just totally blows your mind away. 
Um, I don't need another Kate flashback. You know, I, I I'm I'm done with Kate's backstory. I that she, I know who she is. I think and. And I don't know that they can really do much to change that for me. I mean, that's not true because they could make a flashback so much that it completely changes who you think you know Kate to be. I don't know that they could. I think they could. I I don't it, know that I, they could. I, honestly, I think that they have the power to do anything to change our perspective of the people. Even the others. Now, I've already well, admitted that I will not admit if they change my perspective of the others. But they have that power. And it's completely possible that they could change your mind about the others. But you won't know it. <laughs> I'll take it to my grave. I know. Um, but what I said, um, talking to you while we were muted, uh-huh. um, during Dave's call, was that I disagree with the fact that the... They're not leaving you anticipating next week's episode. Now, maybe I'm just easy to please in my television viewing. Yeah. But every time that show goes off... I want more. I want more. Yeah. I mean, it could be... Literally, they could take up a two-hour time slot every week. Mm -hmm. And I still wouldn't be getting enough. Yeah. And that's why people will probably... There's probably at least four people... Still listening to this podcast an hour and 48 minutes into it. I have no idea why. I don't either. But same thing. People can't get enough of Lost. I'm sure they got enough of us I mean, by the end of this podcast. But when, when you have, when you have, you know, the, what is it, the 43-minute shows. Uh-huh. Which, you know, we fast-forward through commercials, so it really is for us. Um, and you're listening to three or four you know, half hour to hour to two hours show podcast, you're having a full week of Lost. So I don't, maybe you're getting too much information and you need to cut back a little so that yeah. you can. I, you know, I, I Maybe have, you're a little too spoiled and you need to lay off your spoilers because I think that, that would. I am enjoying Lost much more now. That That would take out of your. Enjoyment. Enjoyment. Because you would already know what's going to happen. Yeah. I am totally... I am. I have not been to spoiler fix since the beginning of season three. Um, the only previews that I get, the only spoiler information I get... Is what they give is you? Is what they give you at the end of the episode. And I don't pay close attention no, to that. Um, now, I will say and that And Bonnie's preview, one. I'm usually queuing up the end of our show, so I don't hear everything yeah, Bonnie says. Yeah, we already know you don't listen to people. So, what'd you say? <laughs> Can we go to Charles in Denver, or did you want to say something else? I think I'm done. Okay. Hey, guys, this is Charles from Denver, and two things, a theory and uh, observation. First, I think the smoke monster does have a life of its own. My crackpot theory is that it's a Dharma creation, sort of an That'd artificial intelligence that was created to solve the world's problems, but now has a mind of its own, and it's exhibiting quote-unquote godlike characteristics on its own mission on the island to better humanity. How it works, I have no idea, but I think it's a good idea gone really bad. The other thing is um, uh, Ben said Jack was a gift or, or possibly evidence of God that he just fell out of the sky, and Juliet said that she was... Um, the one who brought Jack there, and she apologized for it. So, anyway, just an observation. Thanks. 
Hi, Cliff and Stephanie. This is Carlos, uh, or a.k.a. CSL92701 on your forum. I just wanted to call. Actually, I'm a first-time caller. Long-time listener, first-time caller. I uh, just wanted to call to uh, just kind of share my, my, my thoughts on the show. I'm, I'm actually more confused now than ever. Um, you know, first of all, I don't know why, why Ben just wouldn't ask Jack uh, to, you know, for his help to operate on his tumor. Maybe he could just trade it off. That. You, know. you, you understand that or what? Or I you understand under his not understanding or can, being confused by that? Okay, this is the first this is my first comment to my downfall. I'll just admit that to you right now. Okay? Okay. This is my first comment to my downfall. I understand Ben saying I want you to want to help me. Yeah. I understand that. Why? <laughs> I don't want to say. Keep going. <laughs> no. <laughs> How does that make you feel, Stephanie? Is that a tear in your eye? No. (laughs) No, it's really not. It's past my bedtime. Um, why? How does that make me feel? I really don't want to tell you. I just want to tell you that I understand it. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. I I won't push any further right now. (laughs) Maybe let him watch the uh, World Series game in in exchange for, uh, you know, helping him operate on his tumor. Um, the other thing is I don't know who to believe between Ben and Juliet. Uh, Juliet's a pretty good liar too. You know, she her little speech while the cue cards were going uh, off on the screen there it was pretty convincing also. So I don't know, you know, if it's still a, a part of Ben's master plan or if, you know Juliet has her own little takeover. Uh, don't know, don't know who to believe there. So that's another reason why I'm confused. And then the other thing is I, I'm I think that. They really can't get off the island. I'm sure. I think they have communication somehow, but I don't think they can leave the island. Otherwise, if I was Ben uh, and I had a, a tumor, I, I'd want to get that you know, taken care of. And if leaving the island would do it, then I would do it. But I, I think they can't leave the island. Um, in any case, those are my thoughts. I want to see what you think about them, um, and I'll uh, obviously continue listening. Thank you very much for the podcast. It's great podcast uh i love the show stay lost thank you carlos for that um i will say i am gonna comment on his on his call from what i what i remember um it's the same thing as okay this is what i will tell you okay? okay um for ben i i i think that it's selfish uh-huh. Okay, it, it's no different than me wanting your help in the upkeep of this house because you want to and not because I ask you. You know, I want you to want to help me because it makes me feel better okay. than having the pressure or the guilt or the insecurity of asking you to help me. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. So that that's one part that, that I'll that I'll let you have. Okay. Okay. Um I don't think you should believe either Ben or Juliet. No, neither I, one. I, I don't think either one are to be trusted. Um and he said something else. Oh, he said something about leaving the island. Can't I can't leave it. Well, here's what <laughs> as far as we know. 
right now, as far as we know, if they follow the bearing, is it three? Something. Two, five, exactly, whatever that was, that they can. If they didn't lie to Michael. Hold on. I'm saying. I'm sorry. Go as ahead. As far as we know right now, mm-hmm. if you follow that bearing exactly, yes. you can get off of the island. Right. I mean, they haven't showed us that they were lying. I mean, you know what I mean? They, they haven't followed through with that. We don't know. So, based on the information that they have given us already, yes, you can get off the island. But we know that Ben has been on that island. He's lived there his whole life. Never been to the outside world. So, for Ben, it's not possible to leave the island because he knows nothing else. Right. That's like... I'm. I, I the only, probably never going to leave the state of Kentucky because I don't know anything. You know, I, no, I, I know I'm probably saying. not going to go move to California. I understand because I don't know that 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 would be. It's different. It's different. The only thing I will say is that, hi, buddy. You okay? Our son just walked in. He's uh, it's eleven o'clock at night, and I guess he uh, kind of just woke up. <laughs> His bottom sticking up in the air. Can you I see know. It? I see that. Hey, Matt, you want to come over here? He's fine. He'll just lay there. Okay. So uh, anyway, where was I? Uh, let's just move on. Okay. Because we got two more calls and then we're done. Hi, Cliff and Stephanie. This is Blue from Chicago. Uh, Long time listener, but first time calling in. Um, I was just listening to your podcast uh, and driving from Chicago to Ohio to visit my mom and. Um, it's long drive, so I thought I'd oh, call it. Hold in. on, hold on. Be careful. When you get there, your mom may be very distraught at the loss of Mr. Echo. I don't know what it is with people from Ohio, <laughs> but they're bombed. Okay, go ahead. Um, Cliff, you sound like you're feeling better, which is good. I used to have bronchitis all the time as a teenager, so I know uh, how bad it is. Um, so I hope you get better soon. Um, a couple of things about the the last show. Um, I loved that that Echo didn't confess just because I thought uh, story wise it was kind of unexpected. Um, you know, I really expected him to confess to his brother or the smoke monster or whatever it was, uh, and I thought it was kind of a challenge to the island that he didn't, um, even though I think he knew. Uh, what the result of that was going to be uh, when he said that he'd, um, I think it was something like he had lived a good life. It sounded like he knew that his life was ending. Um, And the other big thing that um, I thought uh, came from the show is that um, I really think the island chooses who it heals and who it doesn't. And if you take that line of thinking, then it has chosen not to heal Henry Gail or Ben, Ben Regale. Um, and uh, I think that's interesting. So those are kind of my thoughts from the show. And, and I'd also like to say that uh, I listen to you guys a lot at work. I listen to podcasts in general a lot at work. Um, and I do think it helps me focus. I'm a graphic designer, and uh, um, I think creative types get a little more freedom in, in what they can do while they work, especially, you know, I work for a little tiny design firm. Um, so I can listen to podcasts, I can watch videos, whatever I want to do while I'm working. And, um, I, you know, especially if I'm doing something kind of routine, like fixing up stuff in Photoshop or whatever, it doesn't require a lot of thought, and um, it kind of keeps me focused. So 
uh, that's it. I hope you guys are doing well, and I like the show. Uh, thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you very much, and uh, I wish I could listen to podcasts all day. I do. I That would be totally awesome. Really? Well, you wanted to say something, though, about the island choosing? Yes. Um, I don't so much know. I mean, it could be. It, it could be very well. And It's an interesting theory. Or it could be that Ben's immune because he's been there his whole life. Oh, I, give yourself a little theory button there. It's an interesting theory. I like that. Thanks. Both of those are very interesting. Very, very. That interesting. was just when when I read that note. That that's actually what my was about when I when you called me on that. Oh, okay. Um, because I was reading ahead, so <gasps> I would know what was. I know. Imagine that. And um, that 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 was my first thought. Maybe that Ben is immune because he's been there. He's his been whole there life. the whole time. Keep it down in there, or I'll kidnap your children. What's that about? <laughs> I don't know. It's just I had another button to push. We have one last call, and he just being squeaked that it you in. are the father of my children. If I could get five minutes apiece, you could kidnap my kids all you wanted. <laughs> oh goodness! Okay. Hey, Cliff, it's Brad from Alaska. Hey, impression duo. Actually, you don't do duo. He's in the band. Hey, how about this one? <laughs> I knew that. I'm telling you, we are going to get so many calls with toilet flushes from now on in honor of Apollo Bar. Oh, man, that That was bad. That was really bad. I'm spitting at everybody. So, anyway, thank you, Alaska Brad. In fact, uh, Stephanie, I was beginning to wonder if you were going to come home tonight. Uh... (laughs) And I got to talk with you Brad we for almost doing? an hour. We were in Alaska. That's you did, great. I, I yes, called him. You called him. You talked yeah, to him for we had a, almost we had, an hour we had in a good Alaska. Chat. What yeah. time is it in Alaska? It was like four o'clock in the afternoon. He was still at work <laughs> flushing toilets. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's four o'clock in the afternoon. He's a custodian at a school, and so okay. He had he had a lot of toilets to flush. <laughs> he he could run in and out or he could put one student in each stall <laughs> no that would be cool that would be fun anyway flushing in stereo <laughs> go ahead I forget. oh we were at the mall who me and the kids that's oh. what took us a long time I we thought were... you were talking about me and you I'm like when no me, me and the kids I know. that's what I'm took just us a long... giving you a hard time you know what we were doing no <laughs> I mean I know you, that you, you just... weren't talking about me and you I knew you that should... you were talking about you and the kids <laughs> we were do you have a point? Get to the point already. <laughs> Get to the point. There you go. Uh, the I carousel, need that one. The carousel attendant yes. was on a break. He's in the bathroom? <laughs> I guess so. Flushing the toilet, leaving us a, converse, a, a voicemail? Because we had to wait until they got back, like 20 minutes. Oh, wow. He had to really the go. There were two women. They were women. He must have had the salsa chogi. <laughs> and uh, they don't have that there anymore. And um, like I even knew what I was talking about, <laughs> making up stuff, babe. Uh, anyway, at the mall, at the carousel, mall, twenty carousel. minutes. Guy's gone in the bathroom. Yeah, that, that's all. That's what. Took that was the long. point of your story. 
you said you were starting to wonder if I would ever come home. I said you want to know. What oh, we were so doing. you were waiting. That's what took we you so long. We were waiting. Oh. And then I think people are think that it's like November and a month before Christmas because <laughs> the, the Christ- mall's packed. The the road is packed. What the, were you doing? Me? Yes. At the mall? Yes. Riding the carousel. <laughs> so what was the purpose of going out? You were... I was framing your mom's picture. Now, what if my mom listens to this two and a half hour podcast? Like, yeah, right. <laughs> anyway. let's. Can we go into a GSPN podcast update? That'd be great. Cool. This is a Generally Speaking Podcast Network update. Ow. Yeah, that, ow. Well, they don't know it's loud, and so ow. now you're just saying ow, and they have no idea. I was laughing because I belched really loud, but that was louder <laughs> so than my belch. You had to make me go deaf because cover up your belch. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. Anyway, we want to thank Virginia Justice and Troy Price for sponsoring our podcast. Absolutely. And uh, if you want to learn how you can make money by sending people and referring them to Soulmate, or if you're looking for your own Soulmate... Uh, go to generallyspeakingpodcast.com, click on that banner, and uh, check it all out. And the, there's even a phone number. You can actually call Troy can Price. Oh, do you know it? Yeah, go ahead. 606-433-9855. Okay, so call Troy and say, how can you make me some money, my friend? And uh, Stephanie and I want a special send. We want a special send. We want to send a special. <laughs> can you tell I'm reading from a script? Stephanie and I, I how, want to send a special thank you to Kelly Haley. You want me to read it for you? For because sending. That's quite annoying. Go ahead. Okay. Cliff and I want to send. It a doesn't say Cliff and I. You. If you're gonna read the script, you need to read it. Okay, but I usually don't talk about myself in the in the first person. <laughs> Why not? Go. I meant twice. You know, Go. Stephanie and I. Okay. Stephanie and I want to send a special thank you to Kelly Haley for sending along a donation via PayPal. Woo! Oh, wait. Hold on. Yeah! She's the first person in the last 30 days. That's awesome. Thank you very much, Kelly. Some other podcasts explain that they have a problem asking for money from their listeners. Which I completely understand. Absolutely. Some people who listen to us say that we ask for money too much. Some people. And I've even been called a nasty name over this. Yeah. Yeah, we have. But anyway, (laughs) just today alone, I just want to point out. Now, actually, I had no clue we would really go over two hours. So with this all calculated, I've put in about seven hours into this particular podcast episode. Right, because you screen the calls now so I don't get accosted again. Well, and and the fact (laughs) is is that when you have... when you have 29 I'm voicemails. I'm clearly just kidding. I'm so over that. Yeah. Um, Jim, if if Jim still listens, mm-hmm. I have to tell him that, you know, how ever hurt and, oops, sorry, however hurt and offended I was at hearing it at that moment, mm-hmm. um, totally, he, he was like sweet whispers in my ear <laughs> compared to the email that I got the next day. Yeah, no so, doubt. Um. And, anyway, and and we're glad yes, that that happened so. because it, we had hundreds of people email us and tell us that it's okay for us to be like we are right now. Right, and, and we needed to hear that at that point, negative it, feedback it, or not. Exactly. 
So, so anyway. In a way. Everybody needs a little pat on the back sometimes. Yep. And so we're glad to be here. And uh, I, I don't have a problem asking for money. The one thing I don't want to happen is I don't want anybody out there who is strapped, who is struggling oh, financially. No, absolutely we do not. not want your money. And this podcast, by all stretches of the imagination, is free. There is no obligation to us whatsoever. However, we happen to know that there are people out there who are financially secure, who have saved, and who have, they even have budgeted uh, monetary gifts in their budget. I mean, that they, they just give money to certain causes. And I believe that what we do here is a ministry. Now, we don't, we are not nonprofit or anything like that. We don't have any kind of special. Um, tax benefit of donating to us, but <coughs> we we enjoy what we're doing, and we would do it if we had no money coming in at all. I don't know that we would podcast as much. Um, I, I don't think we'd do two shows a week um, if we had to pay for all the bandwidth and, right. and operating costs ourselves. Um, and I don't know if we'd podcast about loss on a on you know for we probably on a do, weekly basis. Well, we'd probably just give our whole, thoughts and go. Well, no, and see, and that was the whole point when we started last December was that this was just going to be, you know, and every now and then, every now and then kind of thing, but it was our listeners who asked us to do it weekly. Mm-hmm. And they were contributing. And, and, Absolutely. And, those, and sev- several, there are... And I'm not, you know, o- placing the over blame. The, no, after the first, af- over the last year, over the last year, there have been approximately 40 people who have donated to our podcast. Now that's and that very itself sm- is amazing. It, it's amazing, but it's very small when you consider the eight thousand right. people a week that download this episode. Right. Now the thing is, is that what I what I don't like is that it's always the same twenty people that send in a ten or fifteen or twenty dollar donation to help cover our costs. Right. I don't know if there's any other way to do it. I I've tried the advertising and stuff like that, and it just I just don't have the time to go out and get it. Right. And um, you know I we I can't think. Uh, Troy Price and Virginia Justice enough for sponsoring these podcast episodes because I mean really it just barely helped us <coughs> cover these costs the, the last couple episodes right. and get us caught back up. So um, anyway, all I'm saying is that if you are able to contribute and you want to, then we just want to mention that there's the ability to go to our website and click on the PayPal donate button. And for those of you who are angry and upset that we just spent this much time talking about it, please go listen to another podcast that doesn't do this and and hopefully we haven't offended you uh and if we have i'm sorry but the thing is we enjoy doing this we want to continue to do it and uh you know and and we just don't want it to eat away at our family budget and the thing is we don't want it to eat at at yours too and so therefore if you have a very tight budget like ours please do not (coughs) do not ever consider contributing to us until you're in the position where you have some money that that you could give, and so that's all I want to say. I okay. I didn't even want to say all that. That was not scripted. If I just stick it right along. Thank you. And uh, let's go ahead and close this show out with what's coming up on Lost. This isn't what was supposed to happen. What's going to happen? You don't want to know what was supposed to happen. I know. Because you don't know what's going to happen. You know what? I'm not going to find out. Don't you want to know? Lost Away Bonnie from Lost.About.com with this week's Lost Preview. The next episode is called I Do and will be on this Wednesday at 9 p.m. on ABC. 
ABC synopsis reads, Jack makes a decision regarding Ben's offer. Kate feels helpless when it looks like an angry picket is going to make good on his threat to kill Sawyer. And Locke discovers a hidden message that may guide him through the next steps of his journey to unlocking the secrets of the island. This is a Kate episode. In her flashbacks, she gets married, hence the name I Do. Marshal Edward Mars is never far away from our Kate, though. If you remember, he was the Marshal who was with Kate on Flight 815, who died soon after the crash. I've always thought his motives for capturing Kate went beyond a Marshal-prisoner relationship. His reasons seem personal. Maybe we're about to find out why. Jack makes a decision regarding Ben's offer. It looks like he goes ahead with the surgery. You want to share it now? I don't know. Go ahead. Okay. When Kate and Sawyer played that whole um, drinking game yes. back in season one, Uh huh. what was that called? Um, I never. I never. Okay. Uh, didn't we learn that Kate was married? I huh. Yes, we did. I believe she was married to the marshal. Mm-hmm. We're going to find out that she's married to the marshal. And yeah, I think that's think what so. Bonnie is alluding to. Yeah, I think so. How interesting. Yeah. I just connected the dots. Sorry, Sweet. I was excited. That's okay. No problem. Anytime, babe. I mean, we're already over two hours, so... Yeah, why not? <laughs> but will he try to save Ben or let him die as Juliet has asked him to do? I can't imagine Jack letting anyone, even Ben, die. As we know, Jack is a fixer, and it's just not in his nature to let someone die. I really want Jack to trust and believe Juliet, and I really want to trust and believe Juliet, but I don't. She's a likable character, but she's got something going on behind the scenes, perhaps even with Ben. Kate fears that Pickett will kill Sawyer, and Locke discovers a hidden message. Will he be listening to the island again? Remember when he did that before he found the hatch, and that didn't turn out so well. In the third episode of the season, Further Instructions, which had Locke flashbacks, Boone told Locke to clean up his mess, which Locke took to mean that he had to save Echo. Did Locke reach that goal when he saved Echo from the polar bear, or did he not reach his goal because Echo is now dead? Without the wounds from the hatch implosion and polar bear attack, Echo may not have seen Yemi in his dreams or visions and therefore would not have been out looking for him, allowing the smoke monster to kill him. For more information on the next episode, I do, and everything lost, visit lost.about.com. This is Lost Away Bonnie Koval. Stay lost! Thank you very much, Bonnie. How awesome is it to have her do our preview segment for the upcoming episode of Lost. And uh, just a couple notes from uh, Ryan as Stephanie uh, makes all kinds of noises with her watch over there. I'm sorry. You're just I'm, nervous. I'm kind of antsy. I'm not nervous. I'm or, antsy. That's what I meant. You're having like nerve. Uh, yeah. I've been locked in the van I've with the kids the all day. Anyway, so uh, sorry, anyway, uh, Ryan Oswa, our resident Hawaiian yes. friend, he uh, said that he gave us some uh, little uh island shooting news basically he's already told us a little bit about a likely juliet flashback that's coming up uh they filmed it last week and it possibly will feature a killer killer bus bus, uh which means a bus is going to run over and kill somebody i think and that ethan uh will be in this episode uh in the flashback at miami university medical library so that that should be interesting We'll see how that pans out. And also, there is a likely Desmond or possibly Charlie flashback filming that took place yesterday. I would uh, say Desmond. Okay. Based on the information 
stated. Okay. And it says here, including a London street, a bar, and possibly a military recruitment element. We already know that Desmond was in the military. But he wasn't in the military in London. He was in the Scottish. One thing could lead to another. Okay. One thing leads to another. One thing. Yeah. You shouldn't sing. Yeah, I shouldn't. Anyway, one anyway, thing. that's all. That's Let's the end of the show. We're going to play the extra. Stop singing. People are going to And then we're going to do the sing. fan fiction. So stick. Okay. Stay tuned for the fan fiction after the exit theme. You have been listening to the weekly Lost Edition of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. You can make our show even better with your feedback. Call our listener comment line at area code 413-521-0958 to leave your comments and questions. And please, start with your name and where you're calling from. If you would like to contribute to our weekly podcast, simply click on the PayPal Donate button on our website at www.generallyspeakingpodcast.com. Join us next week for another edition of Generally Speaking. Thanks for listening. A vignette titled Caged, written by Thinking815, found on the fanfiction.net archive, edited for broadcast by the man. She counted the seconds from the time she heard the door slamming somewhere through the dense jungle brush until the dull thump of rubber soles crushed the dirt along the hidden path. They slowly grew in volume, seeming to match the rhythm pounding steadily in her head aggravating the throbbing until she couldn't separate the two. She counted five more seconds and then waited for the footsteps to stop, as they always did, and then she listened for the bars of her prison to rattle in protest when he leaned with all his weight against the metal. She refused to turn around and face his leering smile, the thought making her stomach twist viciously inside her. Not hungry again, Kate? His gruff voice was sickeningly friendly, as if he were searching for a connection to a scared and wounded animal. Well, she thought, that's exactly what she was to them, wasn't it? Kate rolled her eyes and didn't even flinch in reply. If they wanted to play this game, she'd do her part. Animals don't talk back. You gonna just let this go to waste? Still, no answer. All right then, he sighed. A hint of disapproval lacing his words. She listened for the clang of bowls passing between the bars, heard the rubber soles crush more earth across the path, heard his voice muffled because he was facing away from her, talking to the man in the other cage. He heard Sawyer defending her decision, as if she had asked him to be the big brother and protect his baby sister from the schoolyard bully, even though she appreciated she hunched down, crossing her arms of the length of skirt that somehow managed to swallow most of her short frame. She knew Tom would look back at her, his face a false mask of sympathy and concern. Knew he would walk away, a slight grin on his face, the one that frustrated her with its elusive promise. She knew the pregnant pause that would follow his absence, knew the random moments of awkwardness, when he knew he shouldn't, but wanted to say something, and she wished he wouldn't. 
but knew that he eventually would. Her stomach would give an audible growl they would both pretend not to notice. Why are you doing this to yourself, Freckles? He would ask softly, being gentle, putting himself on the line only to be ripped apart by her tumultuous emotions. She knew that she shouldn't throw it back in his face, that he hadn't done anything wrong. But Kate had stopped caring about others when she learned that they could cut just as deeply as the handcuffs had ravaged her wrist. At least we're getting real fish instead of those animal crackers on steroids. He couldn't see her smile with her back to him, but he saw her body jump slightly. The way it rose and fell, tensed as if she'd been driving too fast over a bump in the road, that let him know he'd found that familiar chink in her armor. This let him know that if only for a minute he'd achieved a small victory, broke the inevitable push-pull of the tension threatening them like the cloudy skies overhead. But that fog settled back just as quickly as it had evaporated, coalescing with the thick humidity, making it hard to focus on anything but the silence. Sawyer knew the trick of, hey, look at the bright side followed by some sarcastic one-liner that it only worked once. Now he had cracked her exterior, he needed to do one of two things, make her cry or make her mad. All his life, Sawyer had opted for the second because he had never quite learned how to walk away from the first unaffected. Come on, Freckles. You and me both know they ain't going to give in just because you plan on being moody, he snarled, allowing exasperation and annoyance to slide into his voice. Rule number one, fuel anger with anger. Kate fell for it, letting her head shift slightly to the left before she checked herself and straightened it back out. But she knew he had seen the tell, the one that told him she was listening. So he went for the jugular. Yeah, he said, nodding, letting that cocky grin that infuriated her break into his dimples. I knew exactly, I know exactly what you're doing, he paused, partly for effect, partly to gauge any sudden reaction. It took me a day, but I've got it all figured out. There was the hook. You have no idea what this is about, she bit back. She took the bait. I know exactly what you're all about. Now for the sinker, just be patient, wait for it, wait for it. She was up on her feet, striking angrily towards him, her hands clenched in fists that may have been threatening had it not they not been separated by a good twenty feet and two barred walls. Even so, he could still feel the scorching heat of her fury shining brightly across the way. What is it, she growled, if you've got me all figured out, what is it? He chuckled at the femininity of the white dress swishing softly around her legs and the way she stood there braced for a fight. Starving yourself and pining ain't gonna bring good old hero to ya, Sawyer said, raising his eyes just enough to see her own drop away. He studied the way she ducked her head as if to hide her moment of weakness from his blue eyes, but Sawyer was ready for it. He saw this as his opportunity. What, he drawled, you think by making yourself sick, Robin Hood and his merry men are going to bring Prince Charming to rescue you? Her eyes were telling him to stop, that he had won this round, that she was waving the white flag. She should know better. It's because he's the only MD here, right? He quipped. Sawyer, she said softly, her voice meek and pleading. 
They ain't going to buy it, he continued. Please, she whispered. He narrowed his eyes, feeling his throat tighten and what he's about to say. Now they know, Freckles, he said. They know. Don't, she swallowed. They know that you love him. He had been expecting a rant, a denial, anger, rage, bewilderment, anything but the reaction he got now. He had wanted all of those because he knew how to deal with them. So when the lone tear slid slowly down her dirt-stained cheek, and her eyes wounded him more efficiently than any tranquilizer dart ever could, and when she turned her back, her hands unclenching, her shoulders slumping in defeat, Sawyer stormed to the other side of the cage in frustration. He never do what. He never knew what to do when he made her cry. He never knew what to do when he made her cry. Okay, so I don't think anybody, uh, I don't know. Is, is anybody still listening to this podcast? Because if so, here's the deal. If you're still listening, I have one more question that was just emailed in. It's from Julie A.K. or Julie K., and she says, I have a question. How in the heck do the others know what Sarah looks like? And she says, it seems odd that nobody pointed this out, but Ben said that he had pointed out that, don't you see how the physical similarities between Juliet and Sarah, or your ex-wife? <coughs> she, and she wants to know, how in the world does uh, the do the others know what Sarah looks like? And I think the answer to that question is quite obvious, and that is, the remember the big pile of papers, the book that he had on on um on uh, Jack or that she had on Jack it had all the information about his life I think that they've researched everything and so um the same question could have been asked how does she know if he sh how does Juliet know if she's happy with you know her new love or whatever and and, and it all comes down to the fact that the others have outside sources and, and they're able to get all kinds of information. And I believe, again, it's that military tie. So, Julie, if you're wondering why we never brought it up, because we just assumed that they knew because of the resources to the military or whatever connection they have to the outside world to get their information. So anyway, uh, again, I don't know if anybody's still listening to this podcast because this is the longest one we've ever recorded. Um, I'd, <coughs> I'd be interested that if you're still listening to this, would you be willing to send me an email at podcast at ravenscraft.org? That's podcast at R-A-V-E-N-S-C-R-A-F-T dot O-R-G. Or just call, and listen, call into our listener line at area code 413-521-0958. That's 413-521-0958. <coughs> and just say, I listened to the whole thing. Because I think you should get credit for it. <laughs> I wish I could pay you something to listen to the whole thing. Uh, <coughs> I'm just interesting. I'm just interested if anybody saw the download size of this or saw the length of the show and just decided I I'll skip this one, uh, which I wouldn't blame you, them if they did. But if you have listened to this whole thing and you're listening now, just email me or call me and let me know. That's all. Anyway, that's it. Uh, Stephanie, uh, you're muted. Hold on. Let's just uh, say our official sign-off. Until next time, let's stay, stay lost. lost.